What's up to all our sidekicks and henchfolk out there in the Geek Nation? My name is Noel, and I will be your temporary host this morning for this spoiler alert is that what we're called now yeah Yeah, now (laughs) Uh, welcome to the cult pop podcast (laughs) aka spoiler alert this week we're going to talk about a couple of this week's comics full reviews some fun goody happy good times uh i am recording live from johnny destructo's hero complex here in maniunk which is a neighborhood of philadelphia 4327 main street Mm -hmm. stop by what was the zip code again enjoy yourself it's 19127 I think I at least knew that. So I wouldn't see if you were quick on the draw with the zip code. And I forgot you're so, the zip man. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, it's 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 my special. It's like my beautiful mind special. moment. You just yeah. ask, you tell me like neighborhoods or states or towns, and I just like see zip codes awesome. in the and sky. And nobody ever checks. Nobody ever looks it up to see if you're right. So you know, no, you just no, named I just really remember the first Iowa and. I remember, I'm like the periodic table. I memorized the first two numbers of zip codes and just like fill in the rest with fake. But you called me out. Now we can't do this anymore. Um, so obviously I'm not Johnny Destructo. He's taking a break today, uh, getting some sleep. Uh, but we're going to be here and try and fill the time for you. Um, joining me this morning is, um, I I presume, the biggest fan of the history of the Marvel Universe, Len the Bat Tribble. <laughs> you would presume... Just as wrong as you are with zip codes. Um, but I am here, ladies and gentlemen, and what's up? Uh, also, the person to my left. My, le- my left. What did yeah, you feel like? Cameras. Oh, you had it right. Uh, if you're watching this, did, uh, the person to my left, if you're watching this, if you're listening to this person that's in your hearts, um, uh, a gentleman who prefer you take your stupid grittiness and keep it out of his Silver Age heroes. Keep it out. Mr. Brian Lee. Yeah. Just keep it keep out. Keep it out. Just keep it out. Yeah. Uh, Brian Lieb of Brian Lieb Designs, if you guys don't know. Oh, that. yeah. Yeah. The occasionally mentioned, but not for a while here, Brian Lieb Designs. Occasion- <laughs> uh, occasionally mentioned, always lauded. Mm. Oh, thank you. Uh, truly appreciated, mm. Brian nice. Lieb Designs. Have you guys gone on it? Have you gone on that website? I did oh, once. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. I did I, once. And I, then- I did want to cool. once. You wanted, you once wanted to, but not anymore. All right. <laughs> you get enough. You've got enough that, of what I have. I've, yeah, it was like a, it was like a draw, but then it was like an aversion. Yeah. I understand. It's that push I, I went with the second right. feeling. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, normally, right now, we'll do letters, but none of us, none of us got any letters because it seems as though anyone that watches or listens doesn't care to actually engage in conversation with us no. uh, in any kind of correspondence, which, which stings. Like it stings in kind of like a, um, uh, asking your, your crush out in grade school kind of way. But Robert Monroe Jr. I assume Jr. everyone got rejected. Yeah, well, yeah, yes. Or just failed to ask them. <laughs> Robert Monroe Jr. says, good morning, cold poppers. And I imagine your uh, ignorance of him was just as hurtful, right? Here you are talking about, he was like, 
the kid who well, never got uh, up the nerve to ask the person who's in love I'm, with somebody else. That's uh, fair. That's fair. Robert Monroe Jr., um, I appreciate you. Cool. Uh, but you know what? If you want to put those correspondence in like an actual paragraph form that we can respond to in conversation, that'd be rad. Well, that would be cool. Well, Next that's time. the thing. People have stopped writing as many letters, but we now interact with them live. And uh, I think that might have something to do with it, but it's pretty cool. But we can, back and forth. we can interact with a letter live. I don't see how this is, this is different. That's true. Uh, either way, look, anyone listening, the 17,000 people, because I'm assuming that's our audience right now. Everybody listening right now. Coldpopgo at gmail.com. Write us a letter. Say, hey, what's up? Ask questions. Um, tell us your favorite things. Uh, reviews you might wish we do. or, or go- It's just anything. Just, hey, give me your favorite color. Yeah. Give us somebody else's favorite and color. How that, and how that color makes you feel. I don't just want a binary <laughs> answer. I would like some meat. Some meat on the bone, as it were. Um, DJ Yannix from the UK has a question for me. Uh, I see in the chat asking that he really likes my hat and wants to know where I got it from. I got this hat over 10 years ago. No, it wasn't over 10 years ago. It was probably about 10 years ago. Um, at a place in the Center City Mall here in Philadelphia called Lids. Um, it is kind of like a painter's cap type of thing but it's kind of like you know khaki it it's it, a cool distressed thing on the floor. Yeah, yeah. well I, it honestly has been distressed over the 10 years of just wearing it because it <laughs> Wait, actually was that was rip one... in the front uh original or the rip in the oh. front is original um but the distressing of the colors is not and though most people can't see it it has my uh oh my sweet okay that triple oh nice stitched on the back so um uh rob uh, jumping in. Have you guys dropped the email recently if you're paying attention? And I, I assume you wrote this before I said coldpopgo at gmail.com. I did say coldpopgo at gmail.com because coldpopgo hmm. at gmail.com is the place to write us those letters. Excellent. Thank you, Rob. Excellent. And DJ Yannick has a question for you. Oh, babe. yes. What is the view what is- like from that balcony behind you, he asked? Well, I, let me first, DJ Yannick, say uh, most people do not realize that that is a balcony. So... You're already one up uh, on balcony awareness over those people, and that's nice. What do they think? It's a jail? No, I think they just don't <laughs> like, really. They keep looking, waiting for a hand to come sticking out through the bar. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's hungry orphans up there, like jails. Brian. We're hungry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think they just don't really notice it at all. Um, I mean, here in person, it's obviously that, but just when I'm when I'm uh, video calling, anyway, the view so, is pretty. Yeah, cool. DJ Annex. DJ Annex, if you're if you're a new viewer slash listener slash um, cultivator of cold pop, Ooh, cultivators. Network. That's what um, our listeners should be nice. called. <laughs> hey, I like that. Um, he Brian is about to move from that current place. He used to have wonderful little action figures oh, yeah. lined up, little things looking I had some down tonight that I'm uh, hanging on to for Superman, lest it fall into the wrong hands. <laughs> <laughs> DJ Yannick had a question for Len and a question for Brian, and now he has a question for the other dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very personalized question. I I actually I appreciate that. To be completely honest with you, um, I'm I prefer to be the best other, any other. Uh, I, a parsnip. What's a parsnip? Somebody remind it's me. A, it's, it's, a vegetable. it's a vegetable, right? I, would, I think I'm, it's a vegetable. It sounds very vegetable-y, right? Yeah, it is a vegetable. Uh, he, asked, 
He asked a question for the other dude. When was the last time you ate a parsnip? I don't. Is this a meme that I'm like backing into? Is like <laughs> eat a parsnip a? Um, I don't think you have any uh, slang for uh-huh. look like an asshole or something. I don't, like, I don't eat a parsnip. Let's or, get the answer I, to both of these. To both of those questions. Because uh, DJ like <laughs> DJ Addicts is, is streaming from Twitch, meaning and they're all cooler at Twitch. Uh, that's true. On, on the on the Twitch for the kids. Could this I, become I'm, a meme if you do it? Right? Yeah. Oh, you know, wait, 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 wait hang on. Is it go eat a parsnip, eat a parsnip? Cheers, guys. Much Thank love. You. Thanks, buddy. The view is Some cool way. up there. Anyway. Did you catch that? We didn't, it, I don't go up there very oh. often, but it's like this weird bird's eye view. If the bird was flying at that height. Where how 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 well, hard would it be for you, B, for right yeah. now to like yeah. angle your camera up a little bit and then uh-huh. run and take and run up there on a balcony and look down. You want me to get Actually, up there? You don't even have there. to angle it. Just go run up okay. there. Like, we can yeah. see it perfectly. Just, like, go through the bars like a... Ah! Okay. Um, I'm going to take my headphones out. No, there might be echoing on your guys' side. Yeah, just, just <laughs> yeah. you can't hear us. That's fine. We'll, we'll survive. Yeah, just run up there. This is your opportunity to say anything you want to say about Brian. <laughs> he doesn't know. He won't know. He doesn't listen to the show afterwards. You he, know that, right? He, he doesn't look. Oh, still- I... We hear, I, I hear struggle. <laughs> struggle. I hear struggle. <laughs> you hear the clanking? <laughs> I hear struggle. <laughs> Chairs are being thrown. Ladders are being pulled out. It's, is it, I, are there, it's, it's, that sounds like a ladder, right? It does sound like a ladder. It sounds like the man is like literally, oh, he's oh, up I there. See, I see, I see Brian. And he's slowly up there. Of a, Oh my God, that's so much bigger than I thought. Hey, we see you, V. Hey. I mean. (laughs) Look at V. He's looking through the bar. He's looking at the. Hungry children. Feed. Like, yeah. Um, That is farther than. He's got books up there. That's farther away than I thought. I know. We only ever see this screen. I thought he was just going to, like, be bigger up there. That's a huge balcony. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I think uh, he said it's like, almost like a loft type of situation up there. So, no, because he, he said it's almost loft, but it, he doesn't have, he can't stand up straight, I don't think. Jesus mm. said it's struggle. It's, it's, yeah. Because this is getting through. <laughs> it's, it's a struggle. <laughs> um, oh, you know, Todd Engel actually had a um, question for us. I don't know if anybody wants to approach this. That? I was willing to say, that was cool. Oh, that was wonderful. That was, that was cool. absolutely wonderful. It sounded like you were hurting a little bit, but it still sounded, it was pretty great. No, no, I was fine. Did you hear the metal on metal noise? Was that what you were? Yes, we so did. So much metal on metal. Yeah. 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 It's bent a little. It's like, like just slightly less convenient to go up there than would make me go up there ever. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just enough of an issue to not. Exactly. Uh, so Todd had a quick question. I don't know if anybody wants to approach this. I was going to, I was going to say, do you have characters that you used to like but think are a little lame now? Like for example, Storm had personally in this had personality in the seventies and eighties, but hasn't really had any flavor for decades. That's true. Um, this is a conversation that Len, you've had on the show a couple of times with us mm-hmm. when like Storm comes up. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you want to well, reiterate I, that stance. I definitely disagree with him. How they have stripped all true personality from storm um there was a time when i truly believe storm was like if not the number one woman at at marvel was certainly one of the top three women at marvel and she has been uh supplanted over the years for i don't know 
what reason? Because um, this has actually started even in the heights of the X-Men being like all that at Marvel. It just seemed for some reason they stripped all real interest and personality and and um, individuality from Storm. You're saying uh, before the whole like Fox owned the movie rights thing? I think this was before the Fox owned the movie rights. Now, certainly once Fox owned the movies and everybody knows that Marvel kind of like pumped the brakes on pushing the X-Men in general. I mean, right, they right. they could they had to publish them. They couldn't like just cancel them. Right. Like not Fantastic like Fantastic Four. Four. X-Men, they still had like there was enough. Yeah. They had to keep going. It was, it was, <laughs> yeah. They had to. But they but they, um, they yeah, they did strip some stripped things of. uh uh, storm, but to answer his question directly, I was just having this conversation this morning. I will forever be the bat triple. Hmm. However, I cannot lie and, and not say that in the 21st century, I become increasingly disappointed in my Batman hmm. because the powers that be behind the book and the Batman himself just can't put the Joker down and keep him down for at least like, can we like not see the Joker for give me seven years, give me seven years, no Joker. I'm not going to say five because usually you can probably do five and then you blink and I'm, oh my God, it's five years already. But no, seven years. Give me seven years without the Joker. And I would love to just have one story. We all know how it's going to go, but at least one story. When Batman wises up and says, you know what? I've got 1,200 Batmobiles, 9,000 Batplanes, 8 million different varieties of batarangs. Let me make a better Bell Rev prison and Arkham Asylum so that Gotham City can get at least one year of a good sleep without people just rotating in and out. Yeah, you may not be able to keep the big ones down, but you could probably keep them in there for more than a week. These people are in these joints like they... They're on vacation. Like Arkham, Arkham Asylum, they draw it as this old decrepit building. There is no reason why multi-trillionaire Bruce Wayne doesn't take that building and make it up to date to 21st century like the most standards. Modern. Has he ever been the warden of Arkham? Right? Have they ever I was just like asking going to say, like, the new series is going to be Batman, Warden of Arkham. <laughs> And it, like it's it's all of it is just um, uh, uh, contracts and documents trying to build. Uh, it's just all bureaucracy. <laughs> well, mostly back matter. Uh, and how they keep like, two yeah. pages <laughs> of story and just text. <laughs> it's actual like contract agreements <laughs> and still, like uh, like that's what the book's like, going to be. Intensity yeah. of, of it's going to be Batman deals in order to yeah Batman colon back matter and it's just going to be this <laughs> contract. I mean. Written by Greg Rucka. I'm in. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'll read that. I'll read that. I, I'll read his uh, schematics on uh, <laughs> Arkham. <laughs> um, you know what? I was. This was going to be the second book we talked about, but let's just jump right into it. Uh, you guys want to talk about some comics? Ooh, sure. The comics from let's this do week. that. Um, so I, we were going to start with some Marvel, but I mean, 
we're already here. Joker number one. <laughs> Joker number one by DC Comics, written by James Tunney the Fourth and Sam Johns, with art by Gillum March and Marca Andolfo. Uh, solicitations are as follows. Following the events of Infinite Frontier number zero, the Joker is the most wanted man in the world. But the Clown Prince of Crime is several steps ahead of law enforcement, and he's on the run overseas. James Gordon, facing retirement, realizes this is the manhunt of his life and the last piece of, stor uh, of a storied career. But what mysterious and deadly forces are also in pursuit of the Joker? And, in the backup story, following the events of the smash hit Punchline Number 1, DC's most controversial new villain navigates the infrastructure of Blackgate Penitentiary, while on the outside, Harper Rowe takes up the mantle of Bluebird to stop her brother from falling under Punchline's influence. So this was um, all last year, or even uh, the beginning of this year, Batman, written by James Tunney IV, was a twice-shipping book, mm -hmm. culminated in the Joker War, which is an event that, I mean, it didn't even really feel like an event. It was just like a big arc of the, jo of the, the Batman book. Mm -hmm. Coming out of that, that uh, Batman is now a monthly book, and this is the other Bat Family monthly book that's going to be that odd week. Joker number one by the same creative team. I was not looking forward to this. <laughs> I, I was not, I'm not really feeling uh, James Tinney and the fourth Batman work. It's like plotted on paper as an outline. It just always sounds really fun and cool, but the experience always kind of felt to me like an empty calorie. It's just cool. Okay. And then you kind of move on, like nothing really stuck or stayed to the walls. However, all of other, all, all of James Tinney and other stuff, um, Something is Killing the Children, Department of Truth. These are all books that I'm loving. So it almost feels like completely different writers. So when they announced this, I was just like, okay, sample the first issue. I was very pleasantly surprised how much I enjoyed this. Mm. For two reasons. It feels more like James Tinian's horror stuff. Okay. There is an actual menace in this book. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, three reasons. The second reason... Um, Joker's in it for one and a half pages. That's it. Actually in it. Actually in it for one and a half pages. He is a, a overbearing, you know, plot dr driver for the whole thing, but mm -hmm. he is actually, he's never there, which is the way to approach the Joker. He's a, he's a force of nature. He's a hurricane. He's an impending storm. Not, I want to be in this side, this guy's mind mm. for a series, right? And I love Jim Gordon. I miss Jim Gordon. He actually hasn't been a prominent character in the Bat books for a while now. Um, and I love the idea of this storied professional in a noir setting going outside of the law for the first time in decades to just get that one last collar. I think that's great. Um, where this goes from here, I have no clue. If it's sustainable, I have no clue. Mm -hmm. um, I hope this is just like a maxi series. I just want to see this story play out uh, 20 issues from now. If it's still going and it's something else, I, I'm, I probably will lose interest. But as this stands, this is a really fascinating start to me. What did you guys think, Len? Um, I, I enjoyed, for the most part, Commissioner Gordon, uh, number one, because it felt like... <laughs> 
Commissioner Gordon, number one. Now, just like Rob Patey um, says in the chats, this is Gordon's 75th time retiring. <laughs> uh, Batman colon, a lonely place of shuffleboard. Um, I, I agree with you on there. So you're like, all right, we know that this one is, isn't going to stick. Uh, I do like a little bit of the, um, you know, uh, uh, peek behind the the curtain of the comic, as you will, with Gordon's line about for the last few years, Barbara has had me dyeing mm-hmm. my hair to look younger mm-hmm. as a way of like, you know, acknowledging that Gordon has been looking younger <laughs> lately, but now all of a sudden he's back to retirement age. Um, it doesn't it doesn't track that the Barbara Gordon that we know would have her dad dyeing her hair, but that's a uh, a nit I'm not going to pick well, right maybe now. Maybe it was like a tactical move, like a word. That was my impression was like, for your professional reasons, you should do this or else they'll like push I you I mean, out. if anything, it's the other way around. Keep, yeah. it, keep it gray and look feeble. So when you... Underestimate you. Oh, the face, yeah. They underestimate you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't... Yeah, was, yeah. I don't see... That's one of those... If Barbara Gordon's not Oracle slash Batgirl, I see maybe your 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 reasoning um, be, but Batgirl is not going to say that to her father. I I, I it, it doesn't that didn't track to me. But again, that's a small thing, and I, I like them at least acknowledging it in some type of way in the book. Right, that's what it really was was a way for them to say like he doesn't have red hair anymore. <laughs> right. Exactly. I would, uh, wait, I would say that's one of those things that you just leave alone and move on. Like there's some things in comic books that you don't need explanations for, like someone's costume color in this book versus another book or like he's been off the board since what villains arise or some bullshit like villains United, whatever the hell that was um, it's like two years ago at this point. Yeah, but bring him back gray. Who cares? Like that's that's one of those like things that they put in the dialogue because really only the writer cares to rectify it. The viewer doesn't doesn't matter. I I I I would think I don't know if I 100% agree with you, but like I said, it's a it's a nit I didn't really care to pick. I I like them. (laughs) I I was fine with them doing it. Um, Overall, I like the the book i like the style of it it's it's gordon and his in his thoughts and how the joker is like this um this constant presence on his mind and it kind of makes sense one when you think of all of the things joker has done not only to the city um its citizens the police force but just to gordon personally it makes sense that he would be this this overriding presence mm-hmm. on his mind and as much as you may think of James Gordon, he is not, you know, mentally the trained person that Batman is, who you think maybe, uh, you know, like puts that stuff to the side or can power through it. It would make sense that it would just keep permeating on his mind, especially as he becomes more lonely and lonely. He's no longer with his wife, his daughter is aged out out of the house, the things that happened with his son and everything like that. So it makes sense. And I like them taking this tack. This is almost feels like a little bit of, um, it almost feels like it, it reading this made me think of the old, um, um, incredible Hulk TV series, which had the mm. the reporter chasing Bruce uh, David Banner <laughs> all around the country, trying to prove that he was a Hulk and also trying to stop him. Um, and this reads like that, 
told from the reporter's point of view. This is the reason why he's, he's after this, because it's just his presence. So it's interesting. Being a comic book reader and an older comic book reader, I kind of see where this is going. I see the end game of how this is going to play out. Because from a story-wise, um, Gordon is challenged with taking on hunting the Joker, but to kill him, which is to go against every instinct that Gordon has had as a police officer. And you have to feel that also just by his code of ethics as well. Um, mm-hmm. So you you wonder when it comes time to pull the trigger, will he pull the trigger? And history says he probably won't. Um, and also history and DC licensee says, fuck that. Ain't ain't going to happen. So Joker's it's out, all Jordan of- retires and it's never heard from again. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, I like the idea of like issue three, not even like six issues or full arc, just issue three finds him, shoots him in the head, fade to black, roll credits. Like, and yeah. I just never hear from either character again. I yeah. would, I would love for that to happen. <laughs> if that happened, I would, I would, this would be the best comic ever, man. So, um, but all that being said, I ultimately did buy into the book and just sat down and just enjoyed it for what it was, mm-hmm. primarily yeah. because of the art. Yeah, I am a huge I'm a huge fan yet. of Gillian March, and I his Joker is insane. It's it's got parts of um, Brian Boland from um, uh, Killing Joke. Uh, it's got parts of a little bit of Marshall Rogers in there for me, who is my my favorite. It's got old school. Uh, Joker is it's evil. He's thin. He's he's just this malevolent character. He's it was just on point, spot on. There's an image where Joker is on top of a the 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 spirit of Joker, as you were, is on top of a tombstone, and he's many faces and many hands of Joker. And I'm like, oh, that is beautiful, man. Yeah, like this parts ar- of faces. There's like multiple yeah. sets of eyes, and at first oh, you so- don't even really realize that it's. Right, you don't. You look a little longer, and yeah, it's yeah. Cool. Um, I, I, I was, I was especially shocked, and we'll talk more about Gillum March later. Oh, yeah. But I'm, I was especially kind of shocked because I didn't love his fill-in issues during the Batman run. Mm. It was, it was very sketchy. It was very like mid '90s heavy inks, and everyone was hypersexualized in like a well, weird yeah. way, like Batman. Um, and in so much as, and not even just like. Yeah, I mean, sure. Um, but not even in a, um, oh, they're wearing dresses and they look all cheesecakey. It was like, you know, Catwoman was shot and then she leaps up from her, her bed with bandages, but she's in like lingerie screaming Bruce's name. I was just like, it's a really weird panel. Mm. Like, she's got a bullet hole in her stomach, but she's still wearing lacy things in a hospital. I was like, all right, cool. Um, yeah, I wasn't really feeling it. But yeah, here... Almost like I, I did approach this like a horror noir. This was a this was a horror book in tone, but then it definitely had like a lot of noir tropes. It does. So a lot of noir keep tropes. This yeah. And I'm in. As soon as it diverts, I might have a different story. Same here. Brian, what did you think? Um, so I extra? felt similarly to you know, I was surprised at how much I liked it, right? Because I just also generally don't care about books where the traditional villain is the star. Like as interesting as any of them might sound, they very rarely actually are interesting. 
to follow right. like that perspective of the character. Um, just like that's why protagonists are protagonists, <laughs> and uh, you know you can sometimes make you know the Joker or whatever a protagonist in in his story, but in comics, like he is not going to win, you know, um, mm. and. Uh, the Joker is an especially difficult one to make a protagonist out of because he's not, he's not a great dude. And, um, however, this being, as Len said, Jim Gordon, number one, it was great. Like that was awesome. Um, Oh, also the art, we only see him for, I think one or maybe two panels, but the art on the Batman, uh, yeah. in this issue also very good. There's like a very classic Batman on mm-hmm. top of something. You know what? Some crenulation. That almost that looking like a gargoyle too. on top yeah, of there. Yeah. 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 That reminded me too. He's uh Gillen Marks is the one that was giving um in the Bat books, he was giving him the weird spike shoulders and oh, the huge really? uh the huge scruffy jaw. <laughs> it was just like and I don't love this. It yeah. was almost Sam Keithish. It was weird. Yeah, those spike shoulders are, you know, they're of a very particular time in Batman history, and I'm not uniformly against them, but they are not my classic Batman. I'm, you know? I'm not against them when it's a criminal hallucinating. Oh, sure. Well, yeah, that's, that's a whole different thing. But when he's, just yeah. in, when he's just in the police precinct having a conversation yeah. and he's got spiked shoulders, it's just like, okay. Yeah, it, uh, yeah, you're right. Okay, ooh, never, Rob, it's a choice. Uh, Robert T. Patey III says, Tinian is a baby Scott Snyder. Scott plucked him from his class at NYU, so I'll say I like Snyder. His original stuff works better. And I will not argue with that. However... Um, that Dark Knight's uh death metal one shot that he did was great, and he has had some really good uh DC Tinian? stories too. Yeah, Tinian, yeah, he has. I, I just um, that was the Owlman one. His, yeah, that was great. Uh, every every, and also too during Snyder's um Scott Snyder, not Zach um Scott Snyder's uh. Justice League run, all of the Tidian fill-in issues were probably the best ones. That's but true, yeah. That's not the hair that. as, much as, I, as much as I don't want this conversation to stop, it's time for us to have a non-stop conversation about Spider-Man. Ooh. Non-stop, non-stop, Segway. Spider-Man, non-stop. Segways, motherfucker. Anyway, <laughs> non-stop Spider-Man number one by Marvel Comics, written by Joe Kelly, with art by Chris Bacalo and Dale Eaglesham. I don't know if it's Bacalo or Bacalo. I'm going to go with Bacalo. Diamond has this to say, get ready for the most action-packed, pulse-pounding, adrenaline-pumping comic of all time. As the name implies, once you read page one, panel one, Spider-Man does not stop. A mystery at Empire State University thrusts Spider-Man into an adventure that starts in uptown Manhattan and will take him around the world, pitting him against Marvel Universe villains old and new, and give you a Spider-Man adventure and Spider-Man with the likes of which you've never seen. All caps, this book is not for the faint of heart, so check with your doctor before reading, exclamation point. I would, now I didn't hear this before I read it. I should re- always you read should have checked with your doctor. Yeah. Nonstop Spider-Man, number one. It did not let up. And that is not a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> This was a lot like like some people like music, some people like organized piercing noise Mm -hmm. and they call it music. That's great. 
this was organized piercing noise. Now, that was only the first 10 pages. As soon as I actually got my bearings, it was pretty cool. There was um like the the general plot of of uh it's now first of all, we didn't know that it was young Peter for a while, like college age Peter. You don't know that until like more than halfway through the book because he's talking about all these characters that I have no idea who the hell they are. Yeah. Jess and Billy and Kale. Tim. I, I don't know who the fuck they are. G yeah. Um, and one is dead, but like, I don't know what's happening at all. Even with my cursory information about Spider-Man in general, they use none of it and they right. create all new things, which is cool. But there's literally no primer. There's no introduction. It's just boom. Yeah. And you're falling out of a window and crazy panels and all action. I know that's the intent. Didn't love it. Uh, halfway through, I, like I said, halfway through, I got my... My, my, my grounding, I figured out what was going on, and then I started to enjoy the action a little bit more. But as like an experiment of pulse-pounding adventure in a comic book form, I mean, I, it was fine. Uh, I'd be very interesting to see what issue two is like. As in like, are they going to continue with this breakneck, air quote air quotes, breakneck pace? Right. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if this is sustainable. What did you it? guys think, Brian? Could you handle that? Pace? Could I handle it? Um, I, I can handle it. My heart rate was, I, I monitor my heart sure. rate with my Apple That's watch fair. and everything was fine in the moment. Yeah. Uh, I was more, I was more annoyed with the manufactured confusion. Yeah, it did. It was, there was nothing confusing about this, book. but it was like manufactured yeah. confusing. Oh, wait a minute, babe. Just before you go in, uh, no, I just want to do a credits check. Mm. It isn't actually Chris Bacalo and Dale Eaglesham. It's Chris Bacalo and Tim Townsend on inks i'm just looking at the banner oh here. oh wait the backup is dale eaglesham i didn't oh, i didn't okay. credit the oh that's true that's true that's right i forgot about yeah that. i was just yeah. saying dale eaglesham for the backup but call out the anchor i just don't feel like i just we have like 80 credits on every book if we no 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 no, no that's fair that's fair go ahead b i'm sorry oh no uh yeah it was um it was an off-kilter book <laughs> that was like i so i haven't uh regularly read spider-man in a little while so the last I heard, he, um, like, when Doc Ock was in his body, he got some degrees, but they didn't really count. So I was like, is he back for that reason? Or Oh, wait. Maybe that's why he's in a school setting? Maybe. I don't know. It's hard to say, I, maybe. right? It's a it seemed like, it seemed younger, though. Um, I don't yeah. Know. Um, it, it was... You know, I wasn't sure if it was my fault for not having read it, although this is not part of the ongoing Spider-Man. I mean, it may be ongoing from here on out, but it's not. Um, it, you it, shouldn't really need to know exactly what is it, happening in the other titles. Uh, it doesn't negate the other titles, but it also doesn't complement the other titles. Okay. Right. I mean, this could this could be what he does on a weekend, right, right. but it also could be like five years ago and we're just doing this story now. It's also doubly it, hyphenated so in the title. Which is nice. <laughs> <laughs> Only you, B. Yeah. <laughs> and now you stop. <laughs> Spider-Man. Yeah, so that carried me through. Um I I like how they do some of the um some of the text in here, the title uh is is rendered into the scene in a cool way. And they mm. express the spider sense as the warning that he is getting from his spider sense in the traditional, mm -hmm. like coming out of his head spider sense way, but it's words, um, 
which I thought was pretty cool. I I did not find myself caring much about his problems in the I mean the the supervillain problems, you know. I was like I don't know who these guys are. I did not get the joke if there is one to get the beyond knife. I guess this must be like a brand. That, uh, yeah, I exists. didn't get that either. Yeah, I wasn't sure what it like was. Like it's got about. beyond written on the knife and it beyond like maybe makes other things. I don't know. That could be my fault too for not knowing it. I I already <laughs> forgot about it to yeah. be honest with you. It, he says beyond and TM, you know, is in the upper corner and then it made me look at the knife and it, is it a reference? I don't know. Um, the way that the panels are done mostly diagonally on the page is certainly interesting. It gives yes. there there's a whole kind of feel of um uh like a breeziness and almost a mm-hmm. youngness to the story, not of the character, but of the intended audience. Um, and I don't know if that's the case or not. It reminds me of the show Justice League Action. Did you guys ever yeah, check that I out? I remember that. Yeah. yeah, it was fun. It was definitely made for people younger than than me when I was watching it. But, you know, there was enjoyment out of it. And the intent was like, these are 15-minute things. It's all action. There would be like, you know, 10 seconds of story in the beginning and 30 seconds at the end. And the rest of it was them just like doing whatever they do with superhero stuff. Right. Um, right. This is a little bit like that, you know, in, in, uh, uh, page form. Um, the backup was cool. The, I liked it. I a lot as an artist. Um, I don't know if this is something that is going to be traditionally in the back of the Spider-Man book. Or is it like I don't across know. Like, Marvel? I don't know. The the mid the the back matter introduction to the backup story was just that like here's a sneak peek of where this book is going. So oh, is that what it was? I did not. Read it'll that have whole. to do with Hydra a little bit. I read mm. part of it and I was like, I don't, I don't need this. Um, this is this is definitely um, <laughs> the uh, Chris Bacalos style mm-hmm. though. Like it is always very airy. It's very canted. Um, it's it's um, energetic and chaotic. Uh, but like not not necessarily it's it's hit uh, a lot of people dislike it i actually usually like it a lot um but i i akin this to um an action movie yes if i was watching an action movie um i know on paper it sounds cool like everything explodes there's explosions all the time it's nothing but non-stop action but if you were doing that and it was only explosions it'd get real boring really fast <laughs> yep and i feel like this is just really close to that line. Like, I get your intention, but come on. Plus, his art is, is uh, of the such is if you're going to have all that bombast and, and action and explosions and swinging and spider flipping and all this other stuff going on over the place, then it helps to be able to track it. What uh, his art left me unable to really track where. The action was. I, it didn't really. There's lead no establishing me shots. Yeah. So th- there's th- no establishing shots. It's usually action hold, action hold. So you get establishing shots as to like where they are. But this was just nonstop from page to page. So it's like you're either falling off a building or in a sewer. I don't know. I can't right. tell. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And, and because of that, I really, I just honestly felt like, ah, I can't. I, I want to like it. I want to like the energy you're putting into here dog it's a lot of energy but it's just like yo it's it's just like you this is like 
12 Red Bulls. That's what this is. It's just like nonstop. And well, I guess it 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 needed to breathe a little <laughs> bit. They told you, you just, that what it was going to be. You just caught like. yourself in a pun. I love it. I know. Like, it's just nonstop. I oh shit, you're right. It was. I, yeah. <laughs> and I didn't read the back matter for this the second part, but the second part felt like the the back of a Captain America comic yeah. book, not a Spider Man yeah. comic book. So I'm like, is this where y'all going? Uh, they don't even so bring him t- up. They don't mention Spider Man. There's no connection. Exactly, and it's Baron two. Zemo, so it's not somebody that you relate to Spider Man on his own mission. <laughs> for what it's, to, for to what it's worth, though, Peter if Parker. if this is where they're going, though, for what it's worth, I actually do like it when they swap villains from time to time. No, yeah, like, oh, yeah, that can be how cool. Spider Man no. would deal with Hydra might be kind of cool. But uh, I did want to say, um, Optimus Juice jumped in. When everything is action, nothing is action. It's wise. Fish know it's when beyond his ears, beyond his ears, beyond, beyond his, his ears. ears. It's wise. Beyond his yeah, in the ears, back half so of the, the thoughts brain. come out. Yeah, the yeah, like his part. hairline is very wise. The, wiz- the wisdom of a lizard. It's, uh, a, as we've that's what people. Said. That's what people mean when they say you have a smart haircut. Like haircut's very smart. It's because there's wisdom beyond your ears. Beyond your ears. <laughs> and then another thing, and this is the small. <laughs> it's nonstop. This is. See, we yeah, will not this, stop this talking review about it. It's nonstop. Go. <laughs> the story just ends. Like, it doesn't, like, there's no, like, real, I understand it's, it's to be continued. I know that because I figured out that it says to be continued within the art. Um, You couldn't have told me that that was a Spider-Man looking towards the next page. But it just kind of, like, just, yeah. bleh. I'm like, like yeah. come on, man. Like, either set me up for the next stage of action or at least give me some type of you know, you, crescendo here is like you're right. This 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 kind of experiment would have would have um, played really well into an old timey comic book trope of just like you know hanging off a ledge or a pendulum about to swing or like a really hard cliffhanger. And this was just kind of like a yeah. It was some, like this is the end of of this yeah. part, and then next there will be maybe that's part of the nonstop nature is that it there is feels like is that there's when it's collected that it should have been there's no uh, yeah is that it should have been one piece as opposed to issues anyway oh rob rob Um, says uh we he compares the haircut we're talking about to like a mullet and he's right you know business in the front business in in the back (laughs) the traditional mullet uh and and the wisdom being (laughs) yes always got a party anyway um the next book we're going to talk about is uh we're gonna we're gonna get over on the marvel tip Weird. I'm never going to say that again. 90s. Uh, <laughs> um, Children of the Atom, number one, the latest. Uh, actually, I think it's da- Rain of X now, not Dawn of X. Either way. R-E-I-G-N, uh, or is it like a weather forecast of X? <laughs> uh, it's, it's, a, it's a weather forecast. Okay, cool. um, uh, By Marvel Comics, written by Vida Ayala with art by Bernard Chang. Marvel, or Marvel has this to say. When did the X-Men get sidekicks? Now, or sorry, that was an answer. Now. Now. (laughs) (laughs) Don't miss the debut of the greatest teenage superhero team of all time. They've learned from the best. Now they're ready to be put to the test. But who the heck are these kids and where did they come from? Is that your question, Noel, or is that in the solicit? No, that's the solicit. That's the solicit. And honestly, 
excellent solicit. Yes. Tells me nothing. Yeah. Yep. I love it. And, uh, and um, a little bit of incorrect information is in there too. Which yes. Is nice. Just yes. a touch yeah. of it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Throw you off. Sweat. So you don't know what's coming. Um, I, uh, I was not, I, I mean, I was indifferent to this book. I wasn't looking forward to it. And I also wasn't like dreading it or talking shit about it before I read it. Um, I was just a little indifferent to it. Like I am with almost all of the X titles right now that aren't just titled X-Men. Mm-hmm. Like there are so many X titles that I don't really keep up. I only read the Hickman stuff and the one shots. And I got the story. Like I don't read the 13 other side stories. Right. Um, so I just give this a shot. Um, I, I did a thunder round of this earlier this week. And the only thing that I really felt was needed to be said was this is Young Avengers. Yeah. And I mean that as a full and utter compliment. This is literally a copy and paste of Young Avengers, but X-Men. Yeah. Teenagers show up mimicking uh, personas. The adults that own those personas show up and are like, hey, what the fuck's going on? That's true. And things ensue. There's a good little twist at the end. The midway through, there's a wonderful conversation on Krakoa of the X-Men that's kind of eerie, that's kind of creepy. That kind of makes sense. Yep. Uh, maybe it's because I'm old now that I'm just like, yeah, you know, you should stop those damn kids. Mm. But either way, it was it was all very kind of it was it was really good. Like this was a really solid first issue. Um, yeah, I, I I have nothing. Like, Bernard Chang's art is awesome. Just yes. Straight awesome. Yes. Um, yeah. I I did feel like I was reading the first issue of Alan Heinberg and Jim Chung's Young Avengers, and that is the highest compliment I could give this book. What and it makes think? and it makes sense that especially in in a world where the X-Men <laughs> are so, you know, villainized by the, you know, the um the government and, you know, big business and like, you know, like the 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 the, the, the old heads, it makes sense that kids, teenagers was like, nah. They kind of cool, so cool that I want to be an X Men too. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense. I'm with it. The second I saw, the second I saw that the uh, the one character's name was Cyclops last, yeah. I was like, it's awful. I'm like, okay, I'm here again. The first time I heard Hulkling, I'm like, what the fuck? It, 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 right? That's awful. <laughs> right. <laughs> But I'm like, yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I, it, um, it, it grew on me, and it was, it, and um, the art sells it. So it does. So there's that. Um, and they come off like teenagers. They want to do right. They want to do this the best way, but they're a little nervous. They don't know what they're doing because, unlike the solicit, they were not trained no, by the X. That's the opposite They've, of the they, story. They, <laughs> they've only they've seen the X-Men. Right. They've seen them on TV. They've read about the X-Men. So they feel like they know the X-Men. But uh, no, they do not because they are not X-Men. Sorry to, to spoil it for you, ladies and gentlemen, but it's right there in, in, in the first few pages. Let you know that these are not X-Men. These are not mutants. No, I don't think they're don't mutants think they're, at all. Even though I think I think one may be a mutant. Hmm. I actually, I think, I think this might have something. To, uh, there was speculation online because I, you know, I look at stuff. I think it might have something to do with M Day, like mm. 
maybe they were supposed to be mutants or they uh, feel as though they are and they they're they're comp like and they so on Krakoa if you were a mutant and you were your powers were taken away there's this whole like yeah weird can they get them back by now battle tradition to be killed and yeah. reborn right but this happened years ago like MJ happened years ago if these guys kids are teens now they have a regressive X gene that was never was never expressed um that never kind of like came to fruition yeah. during puberty, right? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, because it is a little so, weirder for them to be able to pick their like the young Avengers all have very good reasons to be called what they are, with the possible exception of some Hulk of them, playing, like he was definitely just well, some of them direct lineage. Right? Of the Hulk. What's that? Some of them direct lineage, right? Exactly, as, as, as revealed yeah. later on. So, like, there might be something like that it's here. It's possible, but um, it does seem as though they don't have mutant capabilities yeah, however yeah. they are intrinsically connected to mutants in so much as even the x-men think that yeah they want them to these go mutants to should come to krakoa That's true. so this is this is unbeknownst to everyone even those that should know like the whole reason why they even went there is because x or xavier was like go to this place yeah. there's like he even senses them as x-men or as mutants yeah. but they can't walk through the gates but cerebro no but pick them up i think right i i, I thought i thought the idea was that xavier oh, didn't right. sense them he doesn't xavier sense can them. sense them but they the for only some reason, reason think that they are mutants so i think I the only reason they think they're mutants because they they are they are you know um idolizing the x-men you know and, and they right yeah. Right, and they seem so to ex to have some type of abilities, for, uh, at least from what they can see from afar. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, so I, I don't think, the think whole they deal know. Is, I think it's because it's there's a lot of times that the main character. I think it's I think it's the main character saying this says I didn't know what I was until I found like I always felt like an outsider, and then I finally found out. I figured out that I'm a mutant, and that's why. And I think that she figured out that she identifies with mutants. Right, like I identifies with mutants, right? Not um, necessarily is a mutant, even though I think she is the mutant. I think, think so? of them because if I if so I read last, this right, if I read this if I read this right, the bulk of the first person narrative that you hear in this mm -hmm. is from the young black girl's point of view. I think. Oh, I thought it was Cyclops. Oh, but that would make sense though, because she has glowing eyes, and everybody else's powers are like. Only I thought it was tech. Cyclops last. And she makes, no, that, she makes that stuff for them. So she could be like, Yeah, her. because the black girl makes yeah, yeah. the stuff for them. Yeah. And um and the, the and she kind of has feeling for Cyclops last, who was Buddy, mm. but Buddy has feelings for the basketball player guy. No, I think who I, think I think the girl has no, feelings the for basketball the, player. She and the basketball player uh, guy the, are together, I think. The I didn't black girl and really the basketball player are together. Yeah. I, 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 yeah the, I, I, They're dating, and she is madly in love with her best friend's boyfriend. Yeah. Yo, that okay. basketball scene. Oh, so I did not feel the way that you guys did about this. I was reading this, and I was like, "Oh man, <laughs> this is this is like like why are they called these things?" And I didn't make the Young Avengers comparison. When you make that, it's like more palatable. But um, I, the I like I don't like Marvel guys' costume. <laughs> like although Cyclops is pretty cool. <laughs> This woman is throwing like pins. Are these pins? Is what she's gambiting up. Okay, um, which is fine. I mean, you throw whatever you want to throw. Uh, I just didn't know what was going on. I also do not get what is this phrase that the villain says. 
take the marmots' sails out. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I think, isn't she French? Is this a misprint? I don't know. Maybe she's French. I don't know. Take the marmots' sails out. Part of me thought that was a misprint. Part of me part of me thought it was a misprint, and then I just kept reading. Because there is another misprint later on. I forget what it is. It's some like minor typo. But so that maybe is also a misprint. But um, uh, yeah, I I was just mystified well, by what that. Meant. I'm sorry you didn't like it. You're wrong. Next book. Uh, <laughs> no, I didn't like it. I was right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I um. I, this it's not it's not beyond um, criticism. I was just, I think my expectations were so vanilla See, that kind of interesting. the fact that there was at least yeah. some good characters, interest, and an intriguing twist at the end. Because you guys are saying they're not mutants; they identify as. Why would they be so bold as to keep trying to get through a gate, though? That's my thing. Like they must. Well, maybe because they feel for some that reason that does make them. You know what I mean? Like. In their, and, in their and if it, perspective, if it is, they're like, I finally figured out what I I'm am and I'm a mutant, you know. I, I'm with yeah. you. If it is, if it is this this exploration of of self and identity and everything that they do is to try and make it more and more true to keep trying the gate, that's a fascinating story. Yeah, that could be cool. That's a fascinating story. That could be story. cool. Yeah. Which, uh, like, no matter which way you slice it, whether there is some weird mystery that of their lineage we don't know, that's fascinating. Or if it really is, Characters struggling with identity and constantly trying to test it physically through through a gate. That's also incredibly fascinating. Yeah. I just think there's a there's ways to go up from here. It's a really, really good launch. Yeah. For me. Me, me too. I, I I was actually I enjoyed it. Good book. And Brian is stupid. Uh I take issue. I don't want to shame you, Brian, but you're I do stupid. Want to shame you. you like you guys like this little hair out the back of Marvel Guy's mask thing? I well, I'm sorry. I so far I feel like it's just all costumes. You said that you liked it, and that means you have to like every <laughs> aspect of it. So anything that I bring up, that Mar- you know, though Marvel, bad, guy, Marvel, Marvel guys, <laughs> Marvel guys costume yeah. does look like uh, like an ambush bug terribleness. It does with the weird. He does. He does. Big does. thing. But but I like Cyclops. It's a horrible mask. Cyclops is, who has a very cool um, kind of like homage to the 90s Jim Lee Cyclops um, the, look. Yeah, the yeah. The shoulder thing and the, yeah, the the half suspender thing. Yeah, whatever that is. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're going we're gonna to make a, a very smooth transition from this super corporate book to Grant Morrison's latest Grant Morrisoning uh, by Boom Studios, Proctor Valley Road, number one, written by Alex Child and Grant Morrison. So if you thought this didn't feel Grant Morrison enough, maybe he was filtered out by Alex Child. We don't know. <laughs> uh, with art by Naomi Franqui. Franquiz? Franqui. Why not? I think. Uh, solicitations are as follows. August, Riley, Cora, and Jenny have organized a spook tour with their classmates on the most haunted, demon-infested stretch of road in America to fund attending the concert of their dreams. When their visit turns deadly... These four, race, these four friends race to rescue the missing students before the town tears them limb from limb. Now they must slay the evil, evils roaming Proctor Valley Road along the monsters lurking in the hearts of 1970s America. So Ooh, also, this uh, is... Tamra Bonvillain. Uh, seems yeah, to the, be, art, uh, the coloring. I assume the coloring, which I just kind of wanted to pronounce that name because it sounds French like the other one. It sounds cool. I think it also means good... 
peasant, right? You guys know the word villain means somebody who is without honor and comes from the idea, and this is a shitty point of view, that the lower classes are incapable of having mm. honor to lose. And so that is where, like, that's the uh, etymology, the train of that word there. Then villain means lack so of bon, honor because they're... good. Yeah, so good, good peasant. Good, you know, that kind of thing. I assume is what I'm sure means. she would love that analysis of her of her, her name. Yeah. Well, because even now we have a, like this look down attitudes <laughs> towards peasant, peasants, just like the word villain became like, and the worst thing. And, you know, it's not good. We should shine a light on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's the colorist. She's a very she's a very famous colorist. Is she really? Cool. Yeah. Yes, the yeah, colors in this are great, by the way. Well colored. <laughs> they're they're good. Yeah. It's well colored. Almost. <laughs> anyway, yeah. um, this is a 1970s uh, four kids get into um, a scuffle with monsters kind of a book. Mm. Um, I really, really liked the characters a lot. Mm -hmm. um, I already forgot the names that apply to each one. It was just one issue. Yeah. But there's a couple of interactions. I, I, I forget which girl's name has the older brother. Um, and he wins a trophy at the fair. Yes, that's she doesn't it, want the, it. She gives it. Mm -hmm. She gives it to the other friend, and the other friend is just like, "I worship your brother. I will keep this until my dying day." Yes. Yeah, like under her breath, which is really cute and funny. Um, this book juggles moments like that where you actually really care about these these teenagers with like horrific mm. <laughs> murder demons on the highway, mm -hmm. um, which feels. So many things try and capture um, the 80s kids in terror kind of thing, like the Stranger Things thing, mm -hmm. uh, which originated in the 80s where you'd actually have children in danger and you actually feared for them, right? right. But they were still children. They were still kids. This kind of captures that balance where you don't think that they're adults speaking as children. Um, you do worry about their well-being and terrible things are happening around them. Um, I, this was this was solid. It didn't read like Grant Morrison whatsoever. No, it didn't. Um, no, it was like a cohesive I, I mean, narrative that was fairly standard. It was. I definitely I, thought about I, Green Lantern season two when I was reading this. I was like, <laughs> what a contrast! I thought about how much I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna eventually go back and reread and try and read that I in one clip, and I'm just gonna kept, hate I mean, myself I for it. But, oh. <laughs> it uh, but in in a very unfair way. I saw his name and was like, all right, let's, I expect this to be fucking off the wall. And it wasn't. No. It was a it's very like a straightforward, <laughs> well-toned themed story. And I liked it. What did you guys think? Um, now, that being said, like some Grant Morrison stuff is like some of my favorite stuff. Like All-Star Superman is great. So I expected that too. I went into this thinking like, this is going to be some weird stuff. And when it wasn't that weird, it did throw me. Um, uh, but you know, I thought it was, it was capably told, um, there, I, I read what the series in general is about, and this is a real road of which there are actual legends. Um, mm -hmm. some of which are like real world things that have happened and some things are, uh, more, uh, legendy, more supernatural kind of things. Um, and so this is one that is supernatural uh there are supernatural elements of it and yet a lot of it was not um it did 
went on for a while, you know, before they got to, it was one of those stories where most of it is regular life. And then this thing like impinges on uh, very unexpectedly, they're out to tell a ghost story. And then there is this actual and very interestingly drawn, um, uh, creature. And, uh, there was a spookiness in the resolution as well. All the handprints and whatever. I don't know. I forget what happens at the end of this. It says to be continued. So this, we, I assume we'll see more of these four, characters um yeah yeah this is this is a five issue mini series so this is going to be a compacted singular adventure oh i thought it was about a variety of different stories that had happened and you know so i was like maybe we'll get one issue it may ultimately be maybe if there's another arc it's a different story on proctor valley road but as as it stands it's this seems to be just a mini series about these four teenagers trying to find the other teens. And they're interesting uh, teenagers, uh, too. You know, I mean, they're, like, fully realized kind of characters, mm-hmm. each with a different vibe to them, which is I not so easy to agree. do. I completely agree. Rob mentioned, I'm sure this was written by Morrison, like last week's book was written by Keanu Reeves. He's re- referring to Berserker, or Breeze Kicker. Breeze Wrecker. Um, Breeze Wrecker. <laughs> I, I mean, I think I, Breeze Kicker sounds more... Like kicking um, breezes? Impotent. Out there just kicking yeah, like, wind? Look, I'm going to kick in the wind. Um, you know what? I actually think, I personally do think that Keanu Reeves plotted the shit out of that I book. Know, that and too. Matt Kent just wrote it. Uh, but that, much text that still stands either. to reason. That's what, that's what happened here. <laughs> I think Morrison helped plot it. And Alex Child just wrote it. Or probably Dialogue wrote it. Uh, this is all speculation. We don't know shit. But either way, it, did, it, was, a, it was a very light hand uh, in regards to how Morrison does books lately. Yeah. I enjoyed the hell out of this. I thought it was, um, I mean, it definitely felt, felt um, this of its time because it's supposed to be set in the 70s. Mm. Um, and so that was cool. So it's got the VW van, uh, van um, which was kind of dope. I, I was a huge fan of the VW van mm. when, I was, when I was a kid. Um, it feels, it definitely feels like you know, like Noel said, like, you know, like a lot of the 80s movies with the, the kids getting in the, in the danger they're of the hijinks and stuff like that. But it also has is taking a, a, a direct swipe at, um, you know, the kids of Scooby Doo as well, even though there's no animal, you know, no, no talking dog. Well, there was that um, one dog. <laughs> it's very true. Very true. Um, Just the one. But, you know, it's but they really rode bad. around in, a, in like a van. And so they they these they got a van here and everything like that um i found i i enjoyed the the fullness of the characters as, as well none of them come across as um like just stereotypes you know there is like the one young girl who appears to be like maybe a a, a native american descent by her depiction or or some such i i'm i'm not quite sure um but she is drawn in the way and she sometimes expresses herself in the way like she's the more the more the youngest of them and definitely maybe a little bit more naive and innocent and everything like that yet she is also the one that is shown later very casually very just in the moment smoking a cigarette so you know she's 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 everything you expect and not what you expect at all and i appreciated that they're they're uh these girls are like they fit a caricature slot, mm-hmm. but they're still fully fleshed characters. Right. 
and they're not like um it's it's nice that the the storytellers uh the whole team are not afraid to um introduce other traits or or um potentially mix up uh you know like the, just because someone's an honor roll student doesn't mean that they're not promiscuous just because someone's afraid of the dark doesn't mean that they don't smoke drugs just right. like you know like they they're not afraid to have those kind of idiosyncrasies with their characters to cause confusion. It's just like no, it's a fully fleshed person. That's yeah. how it goes. Hey, Which I thought it was actually pretty cool. It's fun, and it's got like a slight, you know, it's got it's got like a, a bit of a, a R rating to it. Definitely a PG thirteen vibe to it, but it's not over the top. It's not like mm-hmm. in your face. It's a little like subtle. It's, it's a well-drawn middle finger given to an old lady. I was like, wow, I, I actually see that. I'm, I'm in that moment. Now, I, that, that's good on you. That's good storytelling. That's good illustration. That's fun. The, just l- little character bits of like the one girl who you could tell is kind of like kind of like the lead in here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely a bit of a jerk, um, loyal to her friends. But if you were unsure exactly how jerky she is, she's just casually walking up the street, having a conversation about something totally like not related to the fact that she is taking a moment to take her gum and stick it to yeah. the side view, side view mirror of somebody's yeah. car just because. Yeah. Like, that's just what you do. Yeah. Um, also, it's just isn't spot she on. Kind of doing it's a lot of fun. Shifty with them. Not shifty, but like cajoling them to do something oh she was gonna steal yeah. those sunglasses and sell them uh yeah, yeah. she's just trying to make money yeah, yeah. well yeah. true but uh, true but she's doing that with her i think her sister no her cousin she's doing it with cousin. her cousin yeah so like th- they're in that together but she definitely oh, yeah. yeah she's definitely the bigger jerk but she's still i don't think she, the cousin she, really she, wants to do it either you know she's like no 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 come on we're gonna do this yeah but she right? did it you say you don't want to do it but you did it so <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, let's go after both of them. Uh, you don't get a pass for that. <laughs> but uh, that makes I sense, would, though. I, I like that you pointed it out because the cousin is definitely drawn in like the like the more bigger, bullier type of slot. Mm-hmm. If you want to go character types, mm-hmm. and she doesn't fit that at all. Mm-hmm. You know, she's the one oh, that's kind of yeah, like lovesick over a, like the brother. I was going to say like she's that. a she's a she's a love muffin, right? She's yeah. just like so into like she's a bruiser, but then as soon as it's just like, I love your brother so much. Right. Like, right. Do we really have to steal the sunglasses. Yeah. Um, I, it sounds like we're all in agreement. This was a pretty decent was start. This is probably going to be a nice, um, a nice mini series when it's all said and done. Hopefully mm-hmm. they'll stick to landing. Uh, I, I read this last night. I read, or so I read this and I was just like, Oh, cool. Monsters and blah, blah, blah in the real world. Um, and I read, uh, Alan Moore's Neonomicon right after this. Oh, you guys familiar right. with that? I know no, that it exists. Even... That's about it. Don't look it up. Don't look okay. it up. Uh, <laughs> okay. But it's it's weird HP love like HP Lovecraft in the real world. Mm. But then lots of lots of sex. Mm. Is so it like tentacle it porn? Felt, Is that what we're looking at here? Uh, it's really close cool. to it. Um it felt it felt like what Grant Morrison could have done with this, mm. and I'm glad he mm. didn't. I think that's what I was trying to say. Like, mm. okay, thank you, because because Grant Morrison has that itch. If you've ever read the, uh, some of his other stuff, yeah. like gets real explicit in there just to seemingly shock you, but then all of a sudden wrap it up I'm like, Ugh. um. So on that, well, now no, terribly awful. I I don't think that we should go 
to Proctor Valley Road, like just stay away, right? We don't need to go there. But if we, as a spoiler alert team, ever needed to go on some kind of journey, right? Do like a road show or something, we would need money to do that. And the only way that we can get money from the uh, from the listening audience or even people that are watching us is if they go to patreon.com uh, backslash <laughs> Johnny Destructo. Johnny Destructo. Right? So, Johnny Destructo. Although I guess that's not really the only way. You're free to give us money in any way that you want. Um, yeah. If you see me walking down the street, yeah. I'll take a dollar. Give him some money, right? <laughs> I mean, what? Why not? Um, yes, but you're right. But listeners and viewers can go to patreon.com slash Johnny Destructo if they want to help support the show. That helps us keep the show free for you. It helps us get new equipment and it helps us schedule special events for when the world opens back up, which, you know, knock on wood, promises to be fairly soon. So cool. go to patreon.com. Cool to actually, I don't know why. We would do that. That would be fun. But it would Why? be fun. What? You know? If nothing if for no other reason we can go and visit the comic Zen and go see Tim from last ah, week. That's true. We could go to you other know? comic stores. You go to other comic book stores. It yeah. would be great to do that. I, that would, I would actually love to be do a lot that. of fun. And if you want to get in touch with us, ladies and gentlemen, you can follow us on all the social medias, YouTube.com, mm-hmm. Cold Pop Go, mm-hmm. Facebook.com, the Cold Pop Cop Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, you can email us at ColdPopGo at gmail.com dot com let us hear all of your thoughts and concerns we really would appreciate that um tell us your concerns (laughs) we like your concerns we like talking about other people's concerns i mean like because we're learned men so we we have opinions we may be able to assist you in getting through whatever problems you might be going through possible we would love to help such as Brian, yeah. as we wait for Noel to yeah. come back so that we can get on to the next book. Don't on? want to go on to the next book without our, our lovely host, no, Noel. No, no, no. I would never. I have a problem to put to you and the listeners and the viewers. Perhaps you can help me with this. I hope so. Thank you. So, I have a bad bruise on my knee. Mm. Now, don't ask me how I got the bruise on my knee, because okay. I ain't going to tell you how I got the bruise on my knee. It's interesting. Well, I'll say this. Huh. It's a bad rug burn. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. All right. So I've got a bad rug burn huh. on my knee. Huh. And I want to figure out what is the best way mm-hmm. to avoid getting another rug burn mm. on my other knee mm. um mm-hmm. the next you're time be in i a do similar thing, situation again exactly whatever it I, was that gave I you plan the first to be one. in this right. situation yeah as often as quite you, often, as possible as often yeah. as humanly possible sure <laughs> <laughs> it's different so than the other animals, not... <laughs> by the way but yeah <laughs> What'd you, how'd you get a rug burn on your knee? Well, you won't tell us, but uh, I, have, I have some ideas. Uh, sorry, somebody was slamming on the door, and then I was like, what? And he was like, I just want to pick up a book. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, because you don't open um, till 12. The store doesn't open till 12, right? Yeah, I know, but like, I got to be like JD. He would not, he would not turn away a sale. No, he wouldn't. no, no. Yeah. no. JD would get out of his bed. He stands out in front of the store, and he calls people. He's like, you, on the other side of the street, come yeah. buy something. Yeah, I mean, he's really aggressive yeah. about it. It's a little off-putting. Yeah. But I'm too um, afraid to do anything but what he wants, so. 
you know. I'm I'm a scared about it too. <laughs> anyway, um, next book. Well, hang on a second. Now we've got Ben has a serious problem, and we need to. Oh, I oh I I thought we were just going to let the rug burn questionnaire go. He wanted to know how if we to avoid continue. it in the future. You see, and and Todd Ingles uh, has he has, a, he has an answer for me. Get compression sleeves and pull their. Pull, pull them, them over, over, my, over my knees. Yeah. Thank you, Todd. You that is what I'm going to do. That's a I'm very good idea. That's good. See? I had a Ask similar thing. There's, it's called moleskin. If you get something and uh, your foot is rubbing in your um, in your shoe and in a way that's like going to cause a blister over time or whatever, you can do mm. that and it like sticks right there. But similar principle. Uh, great. There you go. Well, you opened it up, Len, and here you got an answer. Excellent. I appreciate that. Hey, um... No. Yo. <laughs> uh whoa, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Don't don't I'll get there. No, don't 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 don't. I, I have a question for you. Um yes, sir. would you would you mind? I wanted to know if you would mind my good my good friend, if I did a quick 30 second promotion of our world's longest live podcast endeavor. Mm. 30 seconds not only would i not mind i invite it and i am going to go ahead and put it on there <laughs> that's it <laughs> tell us what this is, tell us what this is about this is about the black tribbles ladies and gentlemen we are going to be doing the world's longest the world record longest live podcast friday april 16th through sunday april 18th 60 hours straight of podcasting that's all all your favorite tribbles. We're all going to be sitting there. All the spoiler guys are going to be there. We're going to have so much fun. We're going to do pancake eating challenges, chocolate cake eating challenges, bacon eating challenges. We're going to do geeky karaoke. We're going to have conversations galore. We're going to have special guests. We're going to be playing games, get, doing giveaways. And it's all to set the Guinness, the official Guinness World Record, World Longest Live podcast and we need your help to help us do it because we have to get medical supplies we have to get caffeine we have to get alcohol we've got a lot of stuff that we got to get equipment what sort of medical we'll be doing this in a in a safe sort of we're looking uh, to doing a very safe way yeah yes we're going to be doing it a lot a lot of it's going to be virtual but all of the triples and some of our special guests will be live in person right here at my lovely studio um so it's going to be a whole lot of fun, and we need your help. Look for the world longest live podcast on Kickstarter, and if you could just whatever you can give to support our endeavor, it is really appreciated. Thank you. I, I looked at it the other day. I plan on contributing myself, but some of the tiers are kind of dope, mm. uh, especially especially I think it's the fifty dollar tier. Uh, having our son, uh, the voice of reason, actually yes. um, freestyle your brand or whatever you want to promote. That's cool. On the show, yeah, which I was just like, "Who is?" Uh, uh, I'm just gonna have. I just want to have him like promote 
like my marriage and just do a freestyle. <laughs> That'd be uh, awesome. You could play it at my a wife ceremony. and I or something. <laughs> I know cool. that's not how it's supposed to be used, and I'll be taking someone else's slot. However, I don't care. I mean, it's, and I, I don't think do they're going to anyway. turn away contributions of fifty dollars. Uh, I love it. They're just going to be like, no, yeah. no, we had too many. No. Uh, and also, Arsan, the voice of reason, is. Um, also, uh, one of the main main uh, vocalists or or musical contributors to the theme song of the TV show Justified. That's which right. Is pretty cool. That's right. Yeah, that's right. He's uh, a member of Gangsta Grass. Yeah, which is the that's uh, excellent band. DJ Annex uh, from Twitch actually just said, "Hey, Noel, my apologies for not addressing you by your name earlier. It was rude. No, it wasn't rude. It was hilarious. It was and I only accept hilarity. But thank you for your apology. Yeah. Do you feel that apology was hilarious? Do you accept it? Oh, another question. Uh, I do. I, he gets two questions. I, he's, just he's had a question for me. You didn't say him by name. I, I mean, sure. All right. Uh, while we wait for the question, though, we are going oh, to here it is. move on to. Oh, was uh, the choice of it. socks you chose today a difficult one to make? No, uh, because I knew I'd be on my feet all day today because uh-huh. I'm, I'm running the store You're down for the right day. Now. So I, so I grabbed my favorite um, athletic socks, my Wetwick uh, running socks that were comfortable and. Um, Compressed the upper half of my shin because I have shin splits. So it wasn't a hard decision. It was a strategic decision. Thank Did you. you plan that out last night? Maybe. I want to know. What do you mean, maybe? I mean, that's a, that's essentially you know. yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I put it aside this that's morning. That's good thinking. Because, <laughs> I mean, we don't go out often yeah, anymore. Sure. So yeah. it was really just like, I'm getting ready for school tomorrow and I'm really excited because yeah. I'm going to be in public. Yeah. So I laid out, like, I'm going to wear these Did stuff. you lay it out? Yeah. Ian, did you lay your outfit out in like a human shape, like the shirt, and then you put shorts underneath it and then the socks? Uh, I did not. I just put it in a pile. That's unfortunate. Because I. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's talk about the next comic, uh, which is yeah. Black Hammer Visions number two, written by Jeff Johns with art by Scott, Scott Collins. DC superstar Jeff Johns uh, joins the Hammerverse with this creepy tale about a young boy who flees a kidnapper only to find himself trapped in the cabin of horrors and face-to-face with the mysterious Madam Dragonfly. I th- uh, we read the last issue and reviewed it. Um, it was a one-shot uh, by Patton Oswalt. Mm-hmm. Really wonderful side story. So I was kind of excited. And I haven't even finished all of the Black Hammer stuff. However, it was really accessible and easy to just like read this side story. So I thought this would be cool, especially because we never see Jeff Johns do anything that's not DC. Yeah. Um, this was boring. Uh, I didn't really care too much for it. I actually just finished uh, the first Jeff Johns Flash Omnibus where Scott Collins is the primary artist and it's it's detailed and beautiful and airy and well-colored and incredibly like well-thought out. This is like a different Scott Collins that yeah. I'm not much of a fan of uh it was muddy it was digital it it felt like it had no real presence um and the story was just so haphazard and i th- it felt like it was all for a really um lame and lame might be the right word um conclusion slash punchline there wasn't much to the story it yeah, it it was kind of. I agree with Comic Burrito. He says, you know, it wasn't as good as one, but these are all pretty solid so far. So I did enjoy it. Um, I liked what I liked most of all about it was the pastiche of um, old 
uh, anthology EC. story. Yeah, like EC stories. And Jeff Johns yeah. is a pastiche master, you know? Um, I mean, he's, he's just, that's one of his best things is that he takes something from comics past and, and uh, introduces it in a, in a cool way. Um, and, I, and I thought he did a good job with this one. Um, the story itself was kind of like not much. I mean, no. it, it was eventful in that it, you know, I mean, it, it dealt with very heavy and weighty things, but you didn't really get a lot of that story or development in either of the two characters that are, mm-hmm. that are in there and, or any kind of reason you know, I think it's one of those, like, you go into this cabin and it's going to be some crazy stuff happening, no matter who you are. Like, even if you're a, a very good person, it still is dangerous to go in this cabin. You know, it's not just punishing the bad guy in the story. Um, but you don't really have a lot of explanation as to why that is. Now, I have I've only read the Black Hammer stuff that we read for this show. So only the first trade, which is, I think, the first half of the first arc. Um, but uh, yeah, I I enjoyed it, it mostly for those pastiche reasons that I mentioned, um, and just like I liked the way that the story was told. Um, but by the end of it, I was kind of like, "What? Uh, what was this? What was this all about?" Yeah, yeah. But this is it, yeah. it, it, you'd say he's a pastiche match master, and yeah. that's because he's he has written in so much pastiche. But I would say that he is a person who who uh, definitely treks in doing pastiches, but to say that he's a master of them, I wouldn't. Because, mm-hmm. uh, and especially in this one, it, because it just, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Like, it works in the beginning. Like, the beginning with the guy being pulled over um, and, like, the, the cop all in shadows, that kind of works with me. And as much as I, too, like, Noel didn't really like the art, like, this is, this is unrecognizable from Scott Collins from maybe five, was, yeah. 10, yeah. five years ago. Even, you know, even the facial expressions are like, yeah, what? Yeah. It's like very, it's like very, very sketchy, but the, the art style works to, for me in the first few pages, because it's supposed to be like this heavy downpour and stuff like that. And I feel mm-hmm. that weight. I feel that rain coming down. But after that, it becomes a lot looser to me and i just and once the boy turns up into the cabin in the cabin of horrors i'm like i see exactly where this is going um and it's a boring trip to where it gets to and as the art is becomes looser and looser it therefore loses any real the dread that was built up in the beginning because Mm -hmm. it the art doesn't sell it. So it it ultimately is a is a failure. I think that the if the art was maybe a little tighter, maybe it sells it a little more, but it's not there. And then the story, because it is not much of anything, um, you don't really feel for the boy. You don't feel for the guy that's the guy that's chasing him. You want him to get his comeuppance. So he gets his comeuppance. And it is in a pretty horrific way. But it's not even that is kind of like undersold because it's like in three tiny panels on the top of a page as as opposed to like if anything called for a big 
splash of blood on the screen, mm-hmm. his comeuppance did. Mm-hmm. And it's in the corner of of one of these pages. So I just don't think it sells the story very well. Um, and it was just, it was, like Noel said, I found it very boring. Yeah, and and I, I it was it was a, boring is harsh. I, I like I, I don't want to. We don't pick books to shit on them. No, we don't. But there was there was just it was so whatever. And then the very end with the reveal of Kid Dragonfly. And I was on like, the name. Fuck you, <laughs> Kid yeah, Dragonfly. Was, I like the my eyes rolled. <laughs> Like doubled in the back of my head, I was just like, "Come on!" Yeah, like, like the design was kind of cool, the art, like, but come on. <laughs> uh, no, uh, I mean, uh, Len, the the passage that I'm talking about here is just the intro, right? Like the okay, yeah, yeah. like yeah. the the classic like House narrator. of Secrets and all those books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's what I thought was was pretty well done. So Kama Pareto did make makes a pretty good point. I don't really think these vision issues are supposed to add much besides more lore to the world. True. I guess I get how these aren't super packed, but I feel that they all add the small amount of lore that is. So I don't disagree with that. It's just last issue we had something like that that really bared no consequence on the overarching story no. of Black Hammer. However, it was a fulfilling little short story. This again, probably bears no impact on the consequences of Black Hammer, but on its own wasn't fulfilling. Yeah. So it's not necessarily I need it to matter in the Black Hammer universe. It's just, just be a good yeah, the first one, single story. The first one was and it, a cool it, was, story. it was a little lacking. Yeah. The first yeah. one was a cool story, yeah. but it also, it, it also added to your, um, it, it it added to your thoughts about a character. It, mm-hmm. it fleshed out their 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 story, their history, um, their char- their characterization that much more, as well as uh, fleshed out the world from which she came from and their worldview. This does nothing. Yeah. The, the the character who is the the narrator of this is an enigma is an enigma in Black Hammer, mm-hmm. and this does absolutely absolutely nothing for her like you said mm. she's on the first page and like the last page only and and even there she's very you know nondescript and not inconsequential well i think and these the characters one, are inconsequential the the um the other the new character in the first one the girl that um mm-hmm. is kind of the the main character of the story uh, and I get the sense that that's what these will be. These are that kind of like local heroes, Astro City thing, where there's somebody who is not. It's somebody's interaction with one of these characters. Yeah, which is it's, fine. oh yeah, it's fine. Yeah. And um, depending on the story, and uh, this last one, the number one was this like intriguing interaction and this fully formed character, um, built up over the course of years that you like flash forward through. Whereas this one, there's not a lot to uh, to hang on to with this mm-hmm. with this guy. You know, you you don't really know what's happening in the beginning, and then you figure it out, and he's in this thing. But then you you don't know exactly why he's going from one room to another, and then and then it's done. It's over. Um, yeah, I thought the best part was yeah. the beginning and the end with the main the dragonfly character addressing the audience. The, it, it was it was the crypt heaker yeah the crypt exactly heaker, just kind of like bookending yeah. the story or yeah, the, the that, shadow that part was cute did you know Actually, that that 
I yeah. just found that out that the Shadow's original thing, or I think I knew it years yeah, ago and saying. forgot, but that he was he was a um a narrator for a for a thing. Well that's that's also like originally Dick Tracy was barely in the book. It really? was just he was just like the introduction. He stayed behind his desk almost the whole goddamn no, comic strip. Oh yeah. Just the hmm. beginning and the end, yeah. And, and um, but uh, also, Will Eisner did, did that with the spirit a lot. The spirit very often would just oh, right, come right. in at the beginning at the end of the. That's the one of my stories. a story that I always think about is that one where they go back. Uh, there's like the guy isn't even a main character in his own story. Is like mm-hmm. is the reveal where I think it's one of the classic spirit uh, bits. So, so we have well, it's it's noon. I'm gonna open up the All shop. Right. No one's here yet, but whatever. Um, we've got. Two more books that I think would be really cool to talk about. However, DJ Annex is is new to the stream, so he has a couple of like random questions that might be fun sure. conversation sure. topics. Would you guys like to attack them now? And also, too, this would yeah. be a good opportunity as a primer for maybe new listeners or new watchers, like just like some basic questions about yeah. us um, or like our our preferences. Do you guys want to attack them now, or do you want to do the two books right and then so we we'll answer some of his it. questions? Well, no, I say I, I, my my thing would be. Can we hold off on answering this question? Because oh. it sounds like they're more about us hmm. and hold off on answering them when JD comes back. I mean, can we can always answer them at the top of the show last oh. next week when all four of us Well, are. I actually won't be here can next you? week, but... Uh... Well, then, then let's answer them now. <laughs> 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 all right. And they're really quick ones. So, um, let's talk about them again next week. Two big questions. Comic books, DC or Marvel? This is going to kind of like, I don't think anyone's going to pick one or the other. Actually, Brian might. But um, yeah, I think you will. I'm not a big, uh, I don't even really like picking fair. I just enjoy things. I like one more than the other, but it's not an either or. That's, I mean, I but feel I like that's, that's the wants. answer to what, what, that's, Yeah, you're, I, uh, you're a DC guy. Oh, definitely a DC guy. But yeah, I also I, really like a lot of Marvel stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I, it must be Brian, said. get if, off the if, fence and just it, do. No, I mean, if both I had to pick areas. <laughs> there I'm are times. The there down. are times when my there are times when my pull list has more DC books, <laughs> but I tend to enjoy more Marvel books. That's pretty much it. Like, I read them both equi- like with equanimity. It's just I usually have more. So you Marvel also books like in my. In stark contrast, I do like both. I do like both. However, if I was, <laughs> I do like both. However, if I was to be put on a fence, like one's got to go away forever, right. and one no, is the Marvel. only thing you no. could ever read again, it'd be Marvel. No, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was saying Marvel in the opposite way. But... I would say Marvel. <laughs> right. You would say DC. Uh, Len yeah. would say trades. That's it. Trades. <laughs> Len only reads 2000 AD trades. <laughs> oh, no, for real. Like, if you had to pick Marvel or DC, let's, if, let's if, not even have the conversation about other yeah, publishers w- right now. Which we're not. But if we, if I had the to choose, it would be DC. He's the bad and, tribble. And, well, I'm the bad tribble. And if for no other reason, my daughter um, kneels at the altar of DC and, she, and all she ever says is because this is how my, my dad raised me. Mm. He le- raised me to love comic books mm. and she loves comic books. She loves anime and everything like that. But she's a DC girl first and foremost. Cool. So I got to back her up. So I'm DC. Yeah, I, I mean, at that point, you're pot committed for the rest of your life. Yep. And for the rest of hers. Just all of uh, your entire lineage. Yeah. Now you have to be DC. Oh, after trust me. Yeah. Trust like, me. I am fighting my I am fighting my son-in-law because he's got this Spider-Man poster over my grandson's um um bed. Uh because he's now he's age. now mature he's age he's 
A's out of the Batman crib that I got him. So he got him a bed and he's got the Spider-Man poster. I'm like, okay, so I just need to send some updated Batman stuff. Exactly. That's fine. Yeah. I'm going to handle it. Yeah. Trust me, dog. You ain't going to get this Spidey. No webs on, on, my, on my grandson. It's all we can, I think we can answer this for JD considering his son's middle name is Parker. I oh, yeah. Parker Lewis I think can't it, lose the 90s TV show. I meant to mention. Now he's not that big of a he's not that big of a corn Nemec fan. Uh, <laughs> wow! But he is like that pull. Is that the guy who played <laughs> the, the deep cut? No. Lewis? Yeah, Ooh, that was yeah. nice. No, well done. Um, he's definitely he like if he had to pick one of the two, it would probably be Marvel. Yeah, I mean, he does. Like he's a, he's a spider guy also. through and through. You know, he's a guy who really he does. his top two are one in one company and one in the other. True, yeah. but his top top no his, his top two are Spider Man Peter Parker. Then the Flash. I'm just telling you, he's a Spider-Man guy all the way. Are you saying oh, Spider-Man and, and, also and Peter too, Parker he might... are two different? Or are you saying yes, which Spider-Man yes. we're talking about? No, I'm and saying a... he likes like some individually. He, he also might. He also might pick like John Constantine over Wally West on some occasions. You're right. No, that's true too. But he might. but no matter what, if you were doing a hierarchy, hmm. it would always be Spider-Man slash Peter Parker at the top. It would be. Yeah, that's true. Not a big yeah. Ben Riley guy. Very. Very. Uh, he loves Ben Riley's costume. It is a cool costume. Ben Riley also, May Parker gets to wear it. In, uh, um, uh, fo- quick follow-up question. Yeah. I'll let you guys answer this first sure. while I go unlock the door. Okay. Uh, big screen, DC or MCU? Go. Uh, oh, please. I mean, That's in not the even modern a- era, it's got it. It's MCU. It's like just so... As much as I want DC to be as good <laughs> as that is. Yeah. And DC has had... I mean, the Christopher Reeve Superman is like untouchable for the time that it came out. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, it's a lot of caveats. Uh, yes, Nola's correct. It's untouchable for the time it came out when nothing else was comparable to. No, no, no. I mean, in the sense of like, it has aged some. It's a little jokier than I would, you know, than it is in my memory. You know what I mean? Like, you kind of bring things along with you into the present. I think. But, I think people remember Christopher Reeve more than they remember those. I mean, movies. that's what's awesome that's about fine. those movies. Is he is what's awesome? Yeah, you it, know, like. Everything yeah. else, everything else is like. Nah, but he's whatever. Superman. You know what I mean? Like he is the epitome of Superman, and that counts for something even still. Um, but the MCU movies are just right now so much better. Uh, I mean, and I would yeah, love right now different. And for the last ten years, yeah. and they're just they're superior movies. Man. Now that doesn't mean that all of the stories are the greatest stories ever told. All of those yeah. characters are better than all of DC characters. It's not that binary, yeah. but as it comes to produced films yeah. in a shared universe, yeah. there is nothing that matches their level of competence. And they didn't, like, they just did comics in the movies as opposed mm-hmm. to, you know, as many people as love Christopher Nolan, but that was definitely Christopher Nolan's version of Batman. You know, right. Um, oh, yeah. And that is something that movies had a problem with for a long time was it always seemed like they're like, we'll do a superhero movie, but I can make it good instead of so this bad. crap source material that it comes from. And mm-hmm. Marvel was just like, yo, let's do Captain America and Iron Man and Thor like they are in the comics, you know, and built a cohesive universe. And I think Christopher Nolan's movies had something to do with that not happening too for DC. Like that was so separate and real world and whatever. Um, and it could have gone a million different ways and hopefully will in the future. There will be something DC based that is like this would be awesome. But, you know, who knows? Hash, as hashtag, now. hashtag restore the Snyderverse. 
hey, that would be great if that movie is awesome. You know what no, I mean? No, it wouldn't. It would Stop be it. awesome. No, it wouldn't. We're good. It's fine. It's over. Uh, That's what I would have said. Answer? You know, and after the whole Snyderverse thing, I might not make that mistake again. I was like, there is absolutely no way that's happening. You people are barking up a tree that doesn't even exist, let alone is it a wrong tree. And yet here we are. It's being made. So, you know, who knows? Yeah. Um, it's not even a question. It's an MC. MC yeah. it, especially since he, he specifically asked about big screen, which is feature films. Right. And the MCU feature films are are like light years beyond anything that Warner Brothers or or DC uh has done. Doesn't mean that DC hasn't had bright spots like you mentioned Christopher Nolan's um Batman's series, the first two Christopher Reeve Superman movies. Let's not forget Wonder Woman and Shazam, which were both Shazam bright spots bright spots on their on their ledger as well. But that doesn't like you can't. They can't hold a candle to what Marvel did, and I'm not even just talking about the the synchronicity of their shared universe. I'm talking about some of their individual films. Like it's good movie. I, you can I can sit <laughs> yeah. and watch almost any one of those Captain America films and be like, and very have a very good time watching watching the screen. I enjoyed Doctor Strange. I enjoy a couple of the Iron Man movies. I bet you um, even like Iron Man and maybe Captain America more. Than you've ever liked them in the comics. That's the case. That's how it is for me. Iron Man definitely yeah. not. Ca- I was a. I'm a. I'm a Captain America guy okay. as far as their comics. He's one of my go tos for Marvel. Okay. So I was happy. And but I was happy to see him done right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Especially considering like the, the only live action Captain America I had was from the 70s, which was god off. <laughs> yeah, evil, evil Knievel Captain America. <laughs> um, so. But yeah, it's not it's not even a question. The MCU yeah. is just like they've bananas, done a very good man. job. Yeah. 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 Ain't even ain't even a question. Yeah. Now, if he put if he had tied them together, if he had did big screen and small screen together, yeah. animation included, then yeah, then you'd have an argument. Yeah, yeah. You'd have an argument. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yes. We got two books real quick that we want to talk about. Let's talk about them. I'm going to do it with a mask on. Cool. Um, so the first one we're going to the second to last book uh, we're going to talk about is Carmen Number no. 1 by Image Comics. This was written and drawn by Gillam March of Joker fame. Uh, solicitations are as follows. Spanish writer and artist Gillam March takes up his pen for an edgy new five-part series about a highly unconventional angel named Carmen and the young woman she takes under her wing when a case of heartbreak strikes her hard. Packed with surprises and metaphysics, this gorgeously drawn series deploys tenderness and humor as it dives deep into topics that matter. So, um, I was uh, off air really quickly. I was talking with uh, with Brian before Lynn showed up because Lynn doesn't like us. Um, sometimes you read something and you recognize the artistry you recognize how beautiful it is or is, is trying to be. You, you get what they're attempting um, and you, you agree. Like, cool. However, it just doesn't really do anything for you. Right. It's almost like I get how wonderful this is, um, and, but I just didn't connect with it. And it just didn't, just didn't really, it was beautiful, but I didn't enjoy it. Is that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that, like it's just such a weird fine line because there's stories like this that I've read 
um, Day Tripper we just finished. Yeah. That was similarly like this, where it's it's uh, it's originates in another language, so there's still a little bit of a barrier, even though it's translated. <clears throat> um, it's ethereal. It's it's very European. Um, it has to do with a kind of third person, um, omniscient, uh, afterlifey or the summation of life kind of scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, that connect I connected with. This I didn't. Hmm. What did you guys think? I liked it, Brian. Um, I I felt I didn't say I didn't like it. What's that? I just I didn't say I did. It's so weird. No, like I, I, I just want to fine line it. Like. You, yeah. yeah. Oh, you know what? Number one, shit. What do you guys think? Um, <laughs> no, I, I liked it. I was uh, I was drawn in on the first page. I really like this art. Uh, this kind of abstract circles and lines kind of thing. And I also mm-hmm. think the art is just well done in general. Ah, comic burrito. I'll see you later. We'll all see you later, hopefully. Um, it. I yeah. I think the art is well done. I think the the kind of like general aesthetic to it is cool. I like the, you're right. It's a very European comics feel of a kind of like a light and airiness to, um, to the art in general. Heavy things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it, both the colors and also just the line work is, um, has that kind of feel. Um, yeah. I, I thought it was interestingly told and I'm intrigued to know what happens. I, uh i can see where you're coming from though like i wasn't blown away by it like i wasn't um like hooked instantly and i'm like i gotta see what's next but i like the i like the mythological aesthetic of it like the not that the aesthetic is mythological but the particular (laughs) mythological aesthetic that they are using um i didn't realize she was an angel who knows that could be a solicit thing right as well um red herring yeah, I, I mean, her outfit definitely, and the circumstances definitely lead you to believe that she is a different type of supernatural entity, you know, the personification mm-hmm. of death. Um, but, uh, oh, and also the reveal of, you know, you meet this woman in adulthood that you've seen a little bit before, but you see her um, in the in the midst of a suicide. And right. then when you cut away and when she walks away with this character, you see that, she was not quite in the position that you mm-hmm. first she, met her in. Yeah. Right. Um, and uh, it, I thought that was a, a really good reveal. Um, and some of the, some of the uh, more experimental layouts really work well mm-hmm. too, either in the building or there's one, there are two different scenes, I think, where you see these two characters and you see like a bit of their history done in like yeah. panels that look like photographs kind of around them. I thought that was pretty right. cool too. Um, so yeah, overall, uh, it's interesting. And the, the main character, presumably this woman is, uh, you know, takes to this realm quickly. And I thought in a, in a visually interesting way. Uh, yeah. so yeah. yeah. What'd you think? Lou? I think it's, I think it's like Noel said, I think it's a beautiful comic book. I, like I said, I'm a fan of Gillian March and I'm, uh, so uh, I like this. I like how when it, it's interesting when the the angel Carmen is talking to this young woman, and you're there are times when not necessarily the panel itself, but the art 
in the panel mm. is slightly askew, mm-hmm. uh, almost like so, like you're almost like not on solid um, footing a mm-hmm. little bit. So I I I like that, I, and I and I like I like that 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 uneasiness, you know, he was able to put across to me. And I felt it in reading the reading the comic book. It gives the Carmen um, character kind of an un otherworldly exactly. feel as well, too. Or everything Ex- kind of, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It so it just it just leaves you like you you're just a, you're unsure. You're mm-hmm. you're not on you don't know what is reality, what isn't, you know? Mm-hmm. Um so I thought that was well done. The 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 um the conversation on the idea of how you live your life and what you're doing with your life. I thought it was very interesting. Um, I thought it, it's a very interesting comic book, but like, no, I think at the end of the day, it doesn't sell it because I think it's, I think so much is shown, but then unfortunately Gilliam March, which, and I don't know what, how often he writes, he's his written comic books, mm-hmm. but a lot of artists early on in their writing career, as great an art as they are, they overwrite. Mm-hmm. And they put in too much dialogue. Right? And I felt that there were times where this book could have pulled back and just shown a little bit more than tell. The, 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 it's, it's a little dense. I thought especially I those, like- those first... To, they're not the first two pages, but they're in the very beginning that I was mentioning earlier that the like circles and lines kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. That almost turned me off to the book for that reason, because it's visually the artist like art wise is very dense. There's a lot going on and there's just like three longish um, text boxes and then a right. page and then right. a three longish text boxes. Very similar again. And that kind of does have it. It casts that shadow on on the book in general like there's especially being the opening page you know right yeah but uh, but overall i think it's a it's a very interesting it's 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 an it's enough of an interesting story that i wouldn't mind con- uh returning to it especially I think hearing it's, it's five issue limited series like i could be exactly that. yeah yeah I'm, I'm down for that i'm down for that i i think it's, it it will um i'll be interested to see where it goes. It's another story that kind of just ends, um, so it doesn't really, it, uh, it doesn't really like crescendo. It doesn't really like lead into whatever the next the next issue is. Mm. Um, so that tells me that one, this will definitely read better in a trade. <laughs> um, uh, but fortunately, the artwork and the story are interesting enough that i'm gonna go along for the ride Mm -hmm. even though not much happens in this story it is still very effective the way they they pulled the story off so uh, it 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 sold me i I think it would be a a a good fun read well not a fun read it's it's definitely for a mature enjoyable but it's definitely for a mature um, a more mature comic book reader yeah definitely definitely yeah because we because we should say that there is a lot of nudity in this kind. Oh, that's true. It's almost entirely, you know, she, and it's also a really cool look for her, the main character mm-hmm. with, she's completely nude because that's how she was. Um, when, uh, when that suicide was attempted, Carmen came across her. Yes. Let's put it that um, way. And her, um, 
wrists are bandaged with bows on, or I believe she specifically refers to it as a uh, dragonfly knot. I think. Yeah. 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 And I was like, wait, isn't that just a bow? But there are actually two <laughs> um, of the, mm-hmm. <laughs> what I think of as the bow parts of the bow. <laughs> this are, you know, the round parts of the bow. There's, mm-hmm. there's four uh, total. So, yeah. Uh, there's a very cool the the la- what turns out to be the last page, which is not broadcast to you that this is going to be the last page. Um, it does have a cool. Uh, it's got one of those like kind of askew buildings that you were talking about earlier, yeah. Lynn, and then um, has the page separated into two panels. But there's a, a circle. Uh, there's well, an inset. There's an, an inset, inset panel. Yeah, with the Carmen character coming from at right angles to the to the vertical of the page you know kind of like popping in in a very mm-hmm. otherworldly being kind of way uh that's very very cool and very suggestive and i love when an inset panel is done well you know yes. um when it when it looks good it's it's very uh very pleasing um uh, kind of way of doing things so yeah now yeah. so um i mean i think i don't have much more to say about that but uh action figure expert did mention something and since Knowles off for a moment um just to touch back on that unless you had more on Carmen. no 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 go 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 um the it actually your expert mentions that the dceu could have started with green lantern and was supposed to and i have thought that many times myself if green lantern had been really good that could have been the dc cinematic universe starting from there you, ever, you know like it was supposed to be exactly like I, you know, I think Ryan Reynolds is great. I never thought that he was a great uh, Hal Jordan, like casting for Hal Jordan. No, you know, no, um, would have been good as Wally West, <laughs> I bet. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, I remember Bradley Cooper was talked about at the time. I think somebody more of that nature would have been good. But and there was so much going on with that movie. You know, there was like three different villains and you know five different writers. I think, and for whatever reason, yeah. it just didn't land as much as uh, green lantern fans uh, myself included would have liked it to but yeah he can be a sort of mcu iron man character sometimes like if he's gonna be funny he can be that kind of cocky funny i don't think mm-hmm. he needs to be funny at all but um yeah i i've looked back a lot and been like oh man if that had done well that could have been the entry just like iron man's not one of the major marvel characters or at least he wasn't at the time you know, right, Green right. Lantern is among comics readers, but not to the not to the general public. And yeah, you know, it could have been a cool entryway, and you see this and that character, but didn't happen. Who would have bet the odds? Yeah, that a Green Lantern movie mm-hmm. would bomb, mm. and both well, never not you you probably could have bet that a Wonder Woman movie would be successful. Yeah. Right? She's very but very nobody would have nobody would have taken you up on a bet that a Green Lantern movie would bomb, but an Aquaman movie yeah. would gross a billion dollars. Yeah. Well, many years you, later though. You know? Okay, but, but still yes. it's yeah. Aquaman. It's true. It's it's yeah. Aquaman, yeah. dog. It's true. Like nobody would have bet like even yeah. even when they they talked about doing an Aquaman series off of Smallville. I remember that. There were yeah. people, 
like people were like kind of like looking for it because they they like Smallville. But I guarantee most of your most of your people were in the back of their minds like, oh, why that's Aquaman? cool. They're going to do a spinoff. <laughs> but why Aquaman? You know, like, okay, I'm going to watch it. But why Aquaman? I mean, I you know thought that I mean? about Arrow, to be honest with you. I was like, I just got done with 10 years of proto Superman and you want me to watch Green Arrow? I don't know about that. But yeah. Well, true. But, <laughs> see, but Arrow worked because yeah. it wasn't Arrow. It was Arrow colon Batman. Exactly. You couldn't. Yeah. You well, can't do Green Aquaman. Arrow has Col- always been Arrow colon Batman riding around in his Arrow car from his Arrow cave. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's how he started. But to to the character's he credit, changed a lot. It's true. He's it's changed true. a lot, yeah, and he yeah. wasn't the uh, Green Batman at the time that they started started the TV series, right? So, like that that's not fair. The the reason why Aquaman works is because it's Aquaman slash namor mm. he basically is namor well, you know what i mean he's is cool when he's on his own you know what i mean like when he's up next to the rest of the justice league you're kind of like who's this tingus like why is he why is he with them but uh, you know when he's on his own he's like king of the seven seas is you know all that stuff but you're right it's, he's it's aquaman and it's namor aquaman although i still have not seen that movie that was my impression you still haven't seen aquaman I know, right it's crazy but also, wow. Jason Momoa is cool, and Ryan Reynolds is very cool, just not very Hal Jordan-ish. Uh, whereas Jason Momoa is definitely not what you would think of as the traditional Aquaman, but no. it really, like, you can slot it in there, you know. Um, it, whereas, yeah, the Ryan Reynolds, Hal Jordan just kind of didn't really work. Yeah. I don't believe you still haven't seen Aquaman. No, it's crazy. I should see it. I mean, it's, I have HBO Max. I can see it whenever. Um, yeah, some of those movies I just never got around to. And I really ought to. Uh, Jason Momoa, I know from Stargate Atlantis, which was, that was the first place I saw him. And wow, it was a good show, and he was cool in it. He was not in it originally. He came in like season three or something, two or three. I remember Jason Momoa from the Johnson Family Vacation movie with Cedric the Entertainer and Vanessa Williams. The very young J- Jason Momoa. Vanessa L. Williams? Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> well, she's the Vanessa Williams. There must, be another, I there must be like a very much older Vanessa Williams who was already in SAG or something. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It, it's not. She's not older. It's just that um, she, the the one who was got in her SAG card, got hers first. Oh, she's not like that I, much older. She's not I like think from a about, previous era or anything. No, no, no. Okay. Yeah, they're the same era. She just got there first. Uh, you well, know? that's Vanessa L. Williams. Uh, eh, but it, hi. Hey, how are we? We're talking about Vanessa L. Williams. And, uh, oh, I've been passively listening in one sweet. ear uh, while helping guests. Nice. Guests, too. Ooh, Tony Destructor Complex located here, 4327 Main Street in Philadelphia, PA. Nestled aggressively within the neighborhood of Maniunk. Aggressively nestled. I like that. Right across okay, so, from a big watermelon sign that says Maniunk. Introduce the next comic book before you... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, so I did kind of want to hear it. about Johnson Family Vacation starring Jason Momoa. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> Trust me. All right. <laughs> what is that comic? So um, uh, the last comic we're going to talk about today is Superman number 29 by DC Comics, written by Philip Kennedy Johnson, Sean Lewis, with art by Phil Hester and Sammy Bassery. Jonathan Kent is back from the 31st century and fighting cosmic threats alongside his legendary father. But when an interdimensional breach opens near Earth, John recognizes the creatures that emerge. 
the cosmic leviathans that Legion of Superheroes credit with the death of Superman. And in the new backup series, Tales of a Metropolis story, in the same issue. I don't know why they had to say that. Writer Sean That's Lewis right. and artist Sammy Bassery. That's right. This solicit is all for one comic. Yeah, I know. It's like, <laughs> and in the new backup series, in the same issue, Do they include a Jimmy Olsen on a quest to meet some of the city's more colorful denizens, beginning with Bebo Bibowski. Go ahead. You pronounce that Bebo? Yeah. yeah uh, no, it's Bilbo, isn't it? I, I would say Bibbo. Bibbo Bibowski. Oh, Bibbo. Yeah. Bil- no, I'm, Bilbo is the... It's a stupid made-up name. It's his nickname. Sure. They're all made up, Noel. <laughs> Very true. Uh-huh. What do you think about this one? Um, well, first of all, I usually am a fan of Phil Hester's artwork, mm. but that's because I've seen Phil Hester on books that fit his style. Mm. Yeah. And and Superman yeah. is not uh, Phil Hester's style. style. <laughs> not that's at the story all. of this book. It's so close to being like. This looks so close to what could be a golden era classic kind of Superman look, but mm-hmm. it, I 100% agree with you. It just doesn't click. Yeah, yeah it yeah. just does not click at all, man. I mean, there is one page where there's a close up on Lois Lane, and I was like, oh, that is not Lois. Mm. Like, this is this, 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 and and because of that, I am totally taken out of the comic mm-hmm. it's just, the story to be honest doesn't do much for me it's a lot of yeah. a lot to do about nothing it doesn't really add up to anything it's amanda waller again it's just like you know this um this is in presence looking on down on whatever the fuck who gives willing fuck? to um, do some bad stuff to get her goals met yeah <laughs> yeah yeah but at, but at the end of the day it's just that artwork like the superman and his son they look so ugly it's just it's it's, ugly is harsh okay they just look so off model Mm. that Mm -hmm. it is just it's off-putting to me and i just i can't get into the story because the art just just, it's so unappealing and the backup story is like Really, really, we're big enough, Bibbo. Bibbo is is like Bibbo is now taking on villains. There are people that are coming after Bibbo. Like, really? Like, oh, is they this came one, after, is this came after him specifically? <laughs> I guess it's, so. It's, it's, <laughs> it's like, is this what is this what this uh, Superman universe has has uh, come to? Yeah. Where's Gangbuster? Get the hell out of right? here! If you've got Bibbo, where's uh, Jose Delgado? You know, right? Yeah. I mean, come on, man. This is uh This was not fun at all. I always thought Bibbo was cool, but I don't need a story about Bibbo. Like, it's, if he's just like in the background cheering on Superman, that's, right. that's the all the Bibbo that that I require. Um, and now he's a writer. He's got his own article. What? He's got like a byline. Like, what the hell? I mean, he doesn't even pronounce Superman. <laughs> they make a point to say how it says it in an unusual way. Not that he can't have his own voice that is captivating to read or listen to just because of that. But yeah, you know, I could almost see these as like uh, character designs for an animated series that Mm -hmm, would mm -hmm. probably work in the in the animated version. Um, One thing that I forgot to mention when we were talking about the Infinite Horizons book, but also applies here. Jonathan Kent's costume as whatever they call him now. has shoes they're not boots 
They're not uniform oh, yeah. the same color. I think it's the first superhero costume I have ever seen with shoes. Uh, maybe Black Canary sometimes has shoes on, but they're True. just like, I don't know. I, I, I don't dislike it. It's just notable. notable. Um, mm-hmm. And you've definitely, I just noticed also this story is called The Golden Age. And there's one scene where I'm looking at Superman and he's in a very like Max Fleischer kind of or very early Superman pose where he's punching, but his legs are kind of spread as yeah, he's running yeah. in the sky, you know, that kind of thing. Um, I am a little underwhelmed by the idea that, oh, Jonathan Kent knows that Superman is going to die now and but we have to deal with that. Like, I mean, I, I didn't think he was going to die anyway, but we just got through the future state where we saw him living for a long time. And that is typically what happens with modern Superman is that he continues living for a long time. And for them to codify like, oh yeah, the Legion of Superheroes knows exactly when he dies and this is it. I, I was kind of like, right. eh, all right, I guess. None of that um, actually, none of that happened. In- but yeah, I, I like the lines on Jonathan Kent's costume too. I'm glad that they're gone from almost everybody's costume and, uh, hopefully the flash is soon, but they work on his. None of none of that Legion stuff actually happened in the actual Legion book. This is all just just for this story. Sure. After the fact, yeah, yeah. Um, we decided to talk about this book because it's the first book since Bendis ended his mm-hmm. run, and everyone was so viscerally upset about that for no goddamn reason whatsoever. But like, let's talk about the the new re- the new restart past future state. Mm-hmm. And um, I I agree with you guys. This was. This was wildly underwhelming um, from from art to, to plot. It was just it was just like a bucket of fine. Like, yeah. OK, um, there was nothing. There was no real gravitas to it. There was nothing really to like hook on other than some tropes. Uh, yeah. Phil Hester is really good with grounded or horror stories. But when it came to like doing the grandiose superhero stuff, it just. It feels oddly pedestrian. Yeah, and yeah. almost and like no a little cartoony. It. So it surprises me to hear you say he's really good. Cartoony, stuff. cartoony can have weight. Oh no, cartoony yeah, definitely. Have, yeah, but this I wouldn't even say it's the problem is that it's cartoony. I think it's just no. It just surprises just me that you go light. to horror for his like. Given that this is well, the, his style the most here. recent thing, the most recent thing that he did that I thought was successful was the Family Tree with Jeff Lemire, I believe. Okay. Right, and that had. Those were heavy lines. Mm-hmm. There were shadows. His his figures worked in that worked. kind of horror yes. shadow style. Mm. Yes, and he also it really his style worked with Green Arrow back in the day with Kevin mm-hmm. Smith. There's like a grounded nature oh, to his yeah. stuff, and doing cosmic monsters and and full on like superhero fights. It really didn't work for me. Nope. At all. I can see that. There there isn't a um, lot of. Uh, sort of imposition imposing power to these monsters either you know that are no. coming through this thing you don't really get a sense of like it seems like they wouldn't be that hard to deal with for superman you know like right, not right. on the page I, what's i don't have the book in front of me what's the page count was this even a full issue with a backup or was it like half well the backup is in this so same light issue. and so quick yeah but the back the, the backup <laughs> is the backup is probably like a good eight or ten pages so it's it's a tr- traditional backup. I think it's, yeah, it's like 24, 23 pages for the main story, including the cover and that kind of thing. Right. So, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, so it's a so it's a full issue. Shibo, and then I did not read any further. Um, <laughs> I do like the oh, so idea that Jonathan Ken is like, well, you're a Superman. I'm not just gonna yeah. take over as Superman. Like that's who you are. It's not a job that you, you know you just hire the next Superman. Um, that was pretty good. It's not a not a point of view that's usually presented in um, in comics. You know, well, that's because like, Superman be usually Batman. doesn't have a son. What's that? Su- Su- Superman doesn't usually have a son. That's a good point. In, in most comics. That's an excellent point. You know? Yeah. They do talk about that in Batman. They do talk about that in Batman sometimes. Like, you know, th- that's how they knew that Nightwing, people just surmise, yeah. Nightwing's kind of close to Batman. Oh, this is probably that old Robin. Well, yeah, but I mean, they say like, well, after me, somebody else will be Batman. But here, Jonathan Kent is like, well, after you, there won't be a Superman. Like, you're Superman. Mm. I'll be somebody else, you know. Um, then take the S off your chest if you feel that way. Shut up. It's, it's a Kryptonian symbol. It just happens to look like an S. Like. Yeah, but he knows they <laughs> He knows. It's true. He knows exactly. And it's not even <laughs> the Kryptonian symbol. He's done his own version of it. Exactly. Yeah. So no. So 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 shut up. <laughs> yeah, get another So take symbol. it off. <laughs> take it off, you corny bum. But I, this just was not... It was... And for... Yeah. It, you you reference the title for it to be called the Golden Age. Yeah, it, it's point. like there's nothing there's nothing Golden Age about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Unless unless uh-huh. unless it, I, it just dawned on me, especially because you said about how some of the posing looks like uh, evokes mm-hmm. the old Max Fleischer cartoons. Mm-hmm. If by if you then pull back. Does this feel like a bit of a Fleischer cartoon in that mm. Superman is fighting underwhelming villains <laughs> as yeah. he did yeah. in those cartoons yeah. um, and had to wrestle with them for at least a couple of frames of film mm-hmm. before he ultimately just said, okay, enough of this. Yeah, yeah. I, I forgot who I was right. for a moment. <laughs> playing for the cameras a little. Exactly. Well, so and I maybe, think the Golden Age might be about also... Uh, this is like the time when Superman is still alive. This is the, you know, from Jonathan right. Kent's perspective, it's that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But, but it doesn't feel like even that what you said is very charitable towards it being called the golden <laughs> age. So. I'm, I'm just, I'm trying to give them, it's nice. you know, an it's out nice. here. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Cause I just don't want to say that y'all, y'all like screwed the pooch. Here. Yeah. I, I, but, I'm looking forward to Action Comics to see what the other main Superman book will do with the this is the new Superman thing. Um, but yeah, because sometimes sometimes yeah. the books sometimes you follow Batman or sometimes you follow Detective. Exactly. Sometimes you fi- follow right. Superman. Right. Sometimes you follow Action. Right. So. And you might get both of them every month, but the one of them is you're like, this is what's going on with Superman right now. The other one's like, that's another Superman story that's happening. The shame of it is, and, and, and is that this is a new launch of Superman, and actually the new launch that I wish that we had talked about mm, today, Wonder and Woman. I know we got was Wonder Woman. I'm, Did I'm you really looking the, forward to reading that. I haven't read it yet, but it looks cool. I'm I'm letting you know right now, yeah. th- someone who has powered through a lot of Wonder Woman relaunches mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen wonder woman 770 mm. which where a new odyssey starts for wonder woman which is i'm going to get to the um who 
is the creative team behind this. Uh, written by Michael Conrad and Becky Cloonan, mm. with art by Travis Moore and colors by here she is again, Tamara Bonvillian. Oh, sweet. Um, These are good colors telling, too. Actually, I really like the palette that is chosen here. I'm telling you right now, that Wonder Woman book yeah. is one of the most freshest original takes cool. on the character That's that cool. I have read in a long, long time. This was it was a really and it's a gorgeous fucking comic book. Oh my god, it looks gorgeous. really cool. And they've even got a cool speaking of Golden Age kind of thing. This is more Silver Age, but on the cover, vexed by the Vikings of Valhalla. It's a very, yes. very yes. uh Silver Agey kind of title to have on the cover. Yeah, it yes, looks really and, and, good. Um, I'm really interested, and in, and I was gonna try to read it before this and maybe do a, a thunder round, but um, we didn't do that. So yeah, you know what? But that's the thing with the Superman comic is it doesn't feel like a new start. No, you know what I mean? It's I know Jonathan Kent's been around for a while now, and that's what's happening with Superman right now. But it feels very, um, very in it. Con- existing continuity, right? Like mm-hmm. Jonathan Kent is not something that everyone thinks of when they think of Superman. The, right. the son, Jonathan Kent, you know. Um, right, right. And there's, yeah, it doesn't have like a bold new take or feel or whatever to it. Hey, no, we I hate to say like it. Vamping while you talked about that, I am selling we, everything today. Good. All thing must go. Thanks. People, the one people thing are I will say, like, hey, in the window, what's up? The one thing I will say, last thing I will say about the Superman, to your point, the shame of it is, is that, especially coming off of uh, Bendis' run, Mm -hmm. this feels like the beginning of the lull Mm. between them signing another big name. the next cool thing. Yeah. Yeah, of Superman. Um, It is kind of... Well, it just... It it feels hella rushed, too. So, Mm -hmm. um, from what I understand... Uh, Philip Kennedy Johnson was doing all of the future state stuff and they there wasn't plans to continue past that, but they asked him to stay on the book. Mm. And this like he's doing both Superman and action mm. for like this larger kind of arc. Well, that answers but, that, Len. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I was just saying, I, like, I also well, think that it's a little really good. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It feels it's uh, it's a whole lot of fine. Just Did you whatever. notice also there seem to be two versions of the cover? I mean, not not in the traditional way that there are multiple versions, but there's the the main cover image is him. Superman is like in a ghostly kind of appearance being pierced by these claws. But I've also seen the same cover, but with Superman colored normally um, pierced by those claws. Uh, yeah, and I, it don't, seems I don't like know they why. Changed I, it at the last minute. I don't know, you know. Maybe it was a little too murderous. Uh, yeah, that's what uh, I was in thinking. full color, I guess. Uh, yeah, but um, I, before I have to leave the show again because it's I think we'll all be busy this morning. The show uh, shortly. I, well, I, I meant I meant my seat. I understand. Okay, but we might Semantic as well shut it down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, let's shut it down. So, thank you for joining us the last two hours this morning. We very much appreciate it. Um, Every Sunday morning, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, we are here live streaming, enjoying each other's company and enjoying your company, talking about this past week's comments as well as some pop culture news. Please join us, like, comment, subscribe, hit the bell notification so you know when we do post new content, including um, Thunder Rounds. Thunder Rounds. Thunder Rounds. Yeah, yeah. You're fired. Yeah, I can't. You're just fired. Thunder Rounds. Um, 
<laughs> and just and just generally have a really good and time. And give so no, uh, a dollar if you see them on the street. Don't forget about be that. Be happy. Yeah, I'll take if one If you too. can contribute to any to, to either of our Patreon uh, to to the show's Patreon uh, lens Patreon, break some Guinness World Records. That'd be great. Which is associated uh, Len, with the beer, right? That is, they actually did start that. The beer people. <laughs> Guinness? I think so. I don't, oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. let's not even bother uh, checking that. It's just true. Yeah. Um, I think it is. Len, I'm where can kidding. people find you? <laughs> you can hit me up at any place and every place you find Black Tribbles or look up the Bat Tribble on all your social medias. Holla at a Tribble. Love. Brian? Hi. Uh, I'll see you guys later. I'm at brianleavedesign.com as we talked about earlier in the show. Excellent website. It's one of the best I've ever it seen. Is. It is uh, one of, and my name is Noel. All, of all the websites, my name you've has seen, no. I'm just, I'm just going to power through. <laughs> my name has been Noel. It continues to be Noel. Well, uh, we'll be in the, future. the whole show, and then after it too. Uh, you can find me on social media at Mr. Bartocci, B A R T O C C I, um, and anywhere you find cold pop stuff. So we'll enjoy the conversation, carry it on there. Uh, thank you for joining us. We will talk to you guys later. Thanks so much for listening to Spoiler Alert. Check out all our shows, including the Cannibal Horrorcast, where we review classic and contemporary horror. Oh, it's so spooky! And Gutter Talk with the Black Tribbles, recorded live every week at Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex in Nanyang, PA. Yeah.